0: So, the season's over, or is it? Well, try telling that to the various coach loads of Westbury United fans that, have ha- uh, that are making their way to the county ground tonight to take on what is expected to largely be a Swindon Town Development eleven with their own points to prove, to a new Swindon manager, Mike Flynn, who is in the building along with assistant manager, born and bred Swindonian Wayne Hatswell. We've been stood no more than five foot away from them and they are well and truly engaged in tonight's fixture. Well, Town have dispatched two opponents en route to this final. Westbury, the opposition for tonight, have boxed well and truly above their weight to get to this final. Dispatching three sides, including Swindon Supermarine, en route route to the county ground for tonight's showpiece finale. Well, look, this is Westbury's first cup final in over 30 years. You can be sure... Town's opposition tonight are pumped and ready to cause a huge upset when you consider the lofty full-time perch occupied by Swindon Town versus these plucky upstarts in green. So the stage is set. The silverware awaiting the eventual winners. And as always, magic is expected under these towering floodlights in our own special corner of rain-soaked SM1. Well, joining me tonight, you're not going to miss a kick. Delighted to say is our women's captain... Alice Belton, Hello, Alice. Hello, how are you? Very, very, very well. Very well indeed. Thank you for joining us. We've got uh, Perennial co-host Alice is with us as well. How are we, champ? Wonderful as always, Hannes. So, I mean, listen, uh, a, bit of a bit of an interesting one tonight. Driving, driving up the M4, the rain, I believe, is on its way towards the county ground as we speak as I look over towards the rolling hills. If this starts coming down during the game, it's going to be one hell of a storm, isn't it? Proper electrical stuff as I was driving up the M4. Risk of aqua playing in the whole nine yards. So, um, there's going to be a, a few curveballs in the air, I fancy, tonight. What's your gut feeling?
1: Yeah. Um, West Korea is uh, definitely going for it. Um, I think they've brought at least three coaches with them. Um, you know, you've got a young, hungry Swindon side out. I think we're going to see plenty of goals today.
0: I'll tell you what's really interesting, Alice. Watching the two sides warm up. The Swindon, Swindon boys over, in our right, over on our right-hand side here in the corner of the um, John Trollett, um arkham stand and the town end. It's very, very quiet. It's very drilled, very professional. They've all got their heads down. There's a lot of noise coming from the West Free lot, isn't it? These guys are absolutely pumped and up for it. And they certainly don't look like a bunch of pub players, do they? Um I mean, Ellis, you've got you've got some familial links uh, yeah. with the West with the West Free lineup. So, um, get, I mean, you know, give us your insights. We were talking outside the ground. These guys are paid a decent wedge to to turn up and play, aren't they? So we're not talking pub players. No,
1: um, yeah, like you said, there, Hudders, that they are being pay, paid to play, um, goal bonuses, etc. So, you know, the the incentive is there to perform. Um, I think this is their first uh final in over 30 years um so again for the club the club of West that's that's another huge deal and if they can come out with the win
0: then you know that, that happy days for them and, and i just want to point out as well the car park as we turned up i mean we got here about 45 minutes ago um, the car park's half full yeah and there's three coaches of westbury supporters and most of the cars People are getting out of those cars. These are Westbury fans that are here tonight. So they're going to be roared on by a big old support, aren't they? They've got a lot of supporters here. I mean, we'll get on to their average attendances and whatnot, and I'll give you a little bit of detail with Westbury moving forward, dear listeners. But we're not talking about a, a, you know, a, a 2 bob non-league outfit. We're talking about a very, very ambitious club that are on the rise, aren't
1: we? Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, they, they've brought a, a, a lot of supporters with them. Um, it, it is a big occasion for them. And they, the players themselves... We spoke about it when the when the women's team has played here. Um, You know, it's a a big occasion to play at the county ground for both teams as well. um, Like the the Swindon team is a young side; a lot of them haven't really, well, wouldn't have had a a game like this before as well. So, um, in terms of both teams, I think there's going to be plenty of nerves and
0: excitement. Well, Alice. But thanks again for you coming tonight. I mean, you've been on, I guess, you've been on both sides of this of this sort of uh, coin flip this season because obviously the, the women's team at Swindon Town are on their own fascinating journey of development and rising sort of professional standards. And you've had some games where you've played against teams that are much further along in that journey. Most recently, you played Exeter. Um, but there are other sides in your league where you guys have been the West Free, if you will. You guys have been the underdogs and you're up against significantly... More professional setups in terms of that journey, not necessarily in terms of what you're aspiring to be, but in terms of their journey. But then equally, the strange thing about your division, you've also been, you've been come sort of sorry, you've you've become sort of um, gamekeeper, come poacher as well, because you've also been the big dogs being shot at, both in cup competitions and in the league. So what I mean, what's going through the Westbury players' minds? Would you would you think at the moment when they come to a stadium like this? Much like, for example, and Rovers did, came to a stadium like this. Uh, you know, this is a big occasion. Like, what must be going through their minds?
2: It is, but. What you've got to think is the difference between men's and women's football most of these players here they don't look as young as the town side so they've probably been in and around football especially men's football it doesn't matter what standard you've played that you've always got players that have played a little bit higher i know from my own dealings with like men's clubs but i think a lot of them they're going to be wanting to prove a point and you can see that all over twitter on their personal twitter on their on their page as well they want to prove a point they want to win and obviously then you've got the swindon boys who all want a chance as a new manager they're going to want to try in impressed even if it's just if they're on the pitch for 20-30 minutes they want to show them something special so I think there's all to play for today I think maybe Westbury might be a little bit more attacking if you know I mean a little bit more aggressive I'll say than the Swindon than the Swindon team just because I think they've just got that little bit of edge on the men's football side obviously it's two different I personally believe there's two different games that each team have been have played this season I think Westbury they have played a little bit higher in men's football, if you know what I mean. So they're going to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more wanting to try and score a goal. Whereas I think Swindon will keep it and try and pass it round because that's the sort of academy football that they're used to playing.
0: So we're not, I mean, I'm not going to be just taking an observation of the physicality as the Westbury team was sort of walking over towards us here as we sat in our lofty perch in the, um, the Arkham stand. You can see it physically, as you say, they're more developed than the Swindon Town boys, aren't they? With a couple of exceptions out there. We're expecting to be a few a couple of boys out there that have got some first-team um, appearances under their belt. And you can see a little bit of muscle. But, yeah, we are talking... This is the archetypal boys v men um, fixture, this, isn't it? There's no way of dressing it up. And, I mean, I can only speak from a personal experience, having played an all right standard of non-league football. When you get an opportunity to play young teams further up the pyramid, I guess there's always that, wanting to knock the prima donnas off their perch, whether that is... Fair or not on that bunch of players. They can be as grounded as you like. I guess when you come to this stadium with all these facilities, we've all passed the physio room, it's all loaded with all the kit. The dressing rooms have got all the kit. Westbury haven't got that, have they? So there's going to be a little bit of that in the team talk, in the manager's team talk, I am sure. So 20 minutes to go to cut towards kickoff, then let's give you a little bit of insight into um both Westbury and Town's route to the final. So Swindon enjoyed a bye in the first round, so it goes first round, quarterfinals, semi-finals, and Swindon Town enjoyed a bye in the first round before beating Chippenham three-one in the quarterfinals and moving on to beat Salisbury three-two in a real ding-dong semi-final at the Ray Mac. Westbury, well, they've certainly been putting the goals away on their route to the final. Westbury put five past Royal uh, Wootton Bassett in the first round, a five-two win, before turning Supermarine on their heads in the quarterfinal two-one. And then another squeaky bum time 3 2 win over Melksham in the semi final. So, give you a little bit of insight on Westbury themselves. So, Westbury have just completed their first ever step four campaign. So, respectable mid table finish, and they've reached the cup final. Their manager's going to be absolutely delighted. Westbury themselves, they're, they're a well established club. They've been around a very, very long time, founded in 1920, and they play at the 3,000 capacity meadow lane stadium known as the white horseman a uh, tip of the hat towards the huffington white horse which overlooks westbury um and uh, the uh colors that you're going to be expecting them to play in tonight and judging by colors of socks and shorts will be they'll be expected to be playing in their familiar green white and black so just to orientate you a little bit around uh, the step that they're playing at so i said non-league step four so that's basically four leagues below swindon town in league two in old money, or in new money, depending on what you want to call it, they play in Southern League Division 1 South. One league above them is the Southern Premier. If you win that, then you move on to the Na- uh, National League North or South. So in their case, they move up to the, the National League South. So um, that gives you a bit of a flavour as to the kind of level of opposition we're looking at. So yes, four, four leagues below Swindon Town, but these guys are on the rise. In 2021-22, they were runners-up in what is the Hellenic division, which is step five, where they finished 12 points behind bishops Cleve. Um, Just to give you a bit of a flavour, however, this season, in terms of how the league position's finished, bishops Cleeve finished one place above them in ninth position, um, but literally a couple of points separated the two sides. So even though bishops Cleeve romped the league last season, could be argued the Westbury of the two promoted sides have got their act together a little better than... Uh, than their, uh, their rivals from last season. Average attendances that you're going to be expecting at uh, West Brees, 275. Doesn't sound a lot. Their low's been 106, but their high. They've had just shy of 1,000 people um, at, uh, at their Meadow Lane Stadium. And their attendances this season, with the step up in opposition and quality, are up 120% year on year. They work with a player manager. It's not played a lot of games this season, but Ricky Holbert is a name that you may recognise. Not to be confer- uh, confused with ex Swindon midfielder Robin Holbert, but Ricky Holbert, 37 year old forward. He's a Bath native. And 22 23 has been his first season at Westbury. Vastly experienced in local non league. He's played with Bath City, Pulteney Rovers, Larkhall, Froome and Yate. This season he's only made the three appearances. There is a chance that you might find Ricky Holbert on the bench with his experience tonight coming off the bench could prove useful. League form's been a bit patchy. <coughs> As I said, the league performances—they uh, finished, finished the league attempt. They won thirty-eight, uh, sorry, won thirteen of their thirty-eight games. Drawn eleven, lost fourteen. They've only scored the fifty-four goals though, Ellis, and conceded to fifty-three. So they're not a free-scoring team, are they? But they—they no. they, they sort of—they're a little bit meh. For, without meaning to be rude, it's like if I was watching them, I'm thinking. Well, average is just over a goal a game. It's not like going to be setting the fans' sort of um, excitement levels alight. Equally, they're not—they're not a car crash at the back either. It's not like steady Eddie season, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly
1: like you said, steady Eddie. Um,
0: Good, good,
1: decent at defending, Um, but I think um, certainly, you know, lacking in the in the goal-scoring department. I know they've recently
0: signed. Uh, Gary Higdon, who, who I know, Hannes. Yes, you yeah. know. Well, more on Mr. Higdon. Yeah. More on Mr. Higdon in wow. two calls. I think the interesting thing about about Westbury Alice is you get the impression, like you said, on their socials, tonight's a big deal for them, right? Since qualifying for this final and securing their league status, so mid-table respectability, getting into the final. Their form's been really interesting. So they their last six uh, the last six games read lost, drawn, lost, drawn, one drawn. Um, so, yeah, 1-1, lost two, drawn three of their last six. And their last their last game out, they lost to Bristol Manor Farm. So, I guess it, you can't help but probably be a little bit distracted out of the pitch. As much Alice, as we like to say, everyone's super professional, right? If you've got a big cup final like this and the league's secure, they're not going to be wanting to get injured. They're going to want to come and play. And this is a showpiece show, show, show final, possibly in front of a four-figure crowd. I can kind of understand why the league's been a bit patchy the last six games. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I
2: definitely say that's fair. Obviously, they want, they want to win. They want to win this cup final. They know they're not going to win the league, so of course you're going to put all your efforts into this and so maybe give minutes to people that maybe hadn't had so many minutes in the league, and hopefully they can come on today and help them out. But I reckon this is their biggest focus, and I don't blame them. A little bit of silverware—that's what you want to end the season on,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Yes, indeed, I would say it is. Well, look, one to watch um, for uh, Westbury tonight is a certain Harvey Flippens for expecting to be playing in the number nine role tonight. He's a 21-year-old striker. He's got 12 goals in 38 games, and he's expected to be partnered um, by a certain Gary Higdon that you mentioned, Ellis. So Gary Higdon is very prolific at that sort of Hellenic level, sort of um, Southern Division I, yeah. Southern Premier League level. Aside from Caution, a veteran now, 34 years of age, he scored in, I believe he's got nine in eighteen. Um, this already racked up for them this season. So yeah. he knows. Uh, sorry, eight in nineteen. So he signed from Caution in November. What sort of, What sort of personality is Hiddon? Why do you think he'll cause some problems for Swindon tonight? Um, is he's, he's just uh, sort of a natural goalscorer. Um,
1: very tall, six four, six five possibly. Um, you know, in and around the box, proper poacher. Um, c- can always find the goal. Um, you know he's got plenty of experience in the men's game. Uh, Played, score, um, scored hundreds of goals. Um, I think one season alone for Melksham, he scored
0: upwards of sort of seventy-ish goals in a season, which is which is doing. You get a lot of these kind of players at non-league level, Ellis, don't you? They, they become like kind of legends, but in many ways, it's sometimes. These guys have got really, really good jobs, yeah. And the combination of playing football with these guys, even though we would look at that standard and we would aspire to that level now, you yeah, and I, yeah. But to them, this is playing with their mates. It's yeah. playing for the enjoyment. They're scoring 100%. goals. They're enjoying. Them. But crucially, they've probably got employment elsewhere, which means they're probably earning more at this level than they maybe would at League Two without the heartache of yeah, professionalism.
1: Hundred uh, percent. I, I think that that plays a big part in in the enjoyment of football and, and, and why. You, uh, Arguably, they're, they're so good because they haven't got the stress of, you know, of, of, of course they want to perform, but they haven't got the stress of, um, you know, that extra stress of losing that place. Um, so I, I know Gary's got uh, a fairly decent job on the side. So any money he earns from, from Westbury is, you know, is pocket money, really. Um, and like you said, it, he's playing he's with his mates um, and, and to have the opportunity to play at the county ground. Um,
0: you know, and then go back to work tomorrow morning. It's um, it's a big opportunity. So another player to watch out for is their left back, Ryan Bowles. So Ryan this year has got eight goals in thirty appearances for Westbury Will be expected to um, pose a significant threat uh, down the right hand side for Swindon. Um, we've got the we've got the team sheets just been handed over, so we're going to run you through those shortly. So very very young Swindon Town side tonight. You'll be somewhat unsurprised. Uh, given the uh, the first team's fixture yesterday um, is now well and truly really out of the way. The season's finished. And I think the, the first team effectively is gearing up for the holidays. But um, also keep an eye out for Charlie Watson and Joseph Stradling, um, both of whom um, we believe have made the match day squad. We just make a double, double check on that. Watson, Watson, Watson. Yeah, Charlie. Oh, actually, sorry, Charlie Watson. Charlie Walton. Um They've got him down as on the um, on the team sheet. But I'm reliably assured by my Westbury contacts that he is Charlie Watson. Well, both of them have scored five in 30 or 32 appearances respectively from midfield. So they've got goals in the team. But when you look through the stats of their team Ellis, they're they're not a like I said they're they're not a free-scoring no. team. They're you know they're they're a kind of. Um, it, it really is real middle of the road stuff here yeah. real middle of the road stuff yeah I, I, I think what we will see today
1: is a classic sort of men's versus boys situation I think what Westbury will have to do is in, impose their their um, sort of experience and and stature on, on the young Swindon side um, and I think In terms of looking at it from Swindon's perspective, they've they've got to keep the ball on the
0: floor, play nice football um, and and find the gaps through Westbury's defence. All right, well, let's run you through the two teams. So um, Swindon Town tonight uh, lining up as follows. Uh, Number one in goal, Jack Copland. Number two, right back is Liam Hutt, a new name for most Swindon uh, Swindon fans out there, I believe. Number three, a name that will be familiar to some is Harvey Fox. Number four, another player who's been in and around the first team squad the last few weeks, was on the bench uh, against Wimbledon, um, is uh, Jackson Brown. Number five, Sonny Hart. Uh, Number six, Finn Toombs, another new name for a lot of Swindon Town fans, as is number seven, Fletcher Hubbard. And number eight, Ali Stewart, a name that's going to be familiar to quite a few Swindon fans. Number nine will be George Calmedo. Number ten, Flynn Hamilton, who played a uh, a real key role in the semi final against Salisbury, uh, is, is in the starting lineup tonight. And number eleven is John McGregor. Your substitutes are reserve goalkeeper um, youngster Redmond Evans, Finn Adams, Archie Milne, Tom Win davis who really impressed in the Johnson's Paint, uh, or oh, sorry, the Papa John's Trophy as it is this year. Uh, so Tom Win davis uh, has just returned from a um, a goal laden uh, loan spell, um, and we've got George Alston. And Danny Gonzalez. So the ones who are eleven for Westbury, who are indeed going to be playing in green. So Town are going to be playing in the traditional red and white that you'll be expecting. Westbury are going to be playing in green. In uh, in goal, number one, Jonathan Hill. Number two, Stephen Holbert. Number three, Ryan Bowl. We mentioned keep an eye out for him. He's a goal threat down the left hand side. Number four, Aaron Cockrell. Number five, Daniel Price. Number six, Jacob Hutchings. Number seven, Ashton Shanley. Number eight, Joe Stradling. Number nine. Harvey Flippant, number ten; Charlie Walton, number fourteen; Gary Higden. Then on the bench, striker Toby Cole, Ben Griffiths, Ed Baldy, player manager Ricky Holbert, Emmanuel Addy Pitton, Sam Jordan, and Jack Biddiskim make up your um, substitutes for Westbury. So, I mean, Alice, there's not there's not too many names in either team sheet there that listeners tonight are going to be kind of listening, like looking at and going, "Oh yeah, like for sure." I think, certainly from my perspective, um, I was expected a few more of the fringe players to be involved in tonight, as I'm sure Swindon Town fans were. That's a very, very young Swindon lineup tonight. Do you think that um, Swindon fans should be tuning in tonight feeling fairly confident, given the level that their opposition's at? Or do you think they're going to be fearing the worst? That is a very, very junior side.
2: I think even though it's a bit junior, I think I wouldn't put any doubt on these players. They're here for a reason. they are for Town for a reason. They've got this sort of... They're in the team for a reason. So I think, especially with a new manager, they're all looking to get seen. They're all looking to show them what they can do. And I think that's going to be our threat today. I just think everyone wanting to showcase what they can do. And I think just because they're young, they're, they're, they play with each other most days. Do you know what I mean? They, they're young. They train with each other every day. They're going to know each other inside out. So I think that's something that West we need to look out for because these boys are going to know what each other are doing. And they, if you're training two, three times a week, you do know that person inside out. But if you're training more than that with each other day in, day out, it's just a little bit different, isn't
0: it? And, and obviously, Alice, I mean, you, you've just undergone a managerial change in the women's team as well. Um, big appointment for the football club with Mike Cook coming in. It's almost exactly, you've been in that circumstance, haven't you, earlier in the season? With the new manager coming in, what what's what? I mean, Mike Flynn's here tonight. Like I said, we've we've literally rubbed shoulders with him, down in the directors' box. He's he's fully tuned in and programmed in to come in and watch a proper game of football tonight. He's he's not here on a holiday. You know, he's not here making up the numbers. You know, he's he's taking this very very seriously. Like potentially, he's going to be looking at players that could be part of his first team squad next season. What's going to be going through the mind of those players out there? Do you think? I mean, what was it like for you guys with Mike for a start? And and again. At this level do you think exactly the same sort of emotions are going to be experienced
2: yeah definitely same sort of emotions but like we were going through the last four games of the year like he knew we're in the team for a reason he knows we can play football but it's trying to prove what you can do and it's trying to do something significant but at the same time just playing your game they don't need to over exaggerate anything do something they wouldn't do they just need to play their own game be consistent and as a footballer that's i personally think that's the best thing you can be if you're just consistent and the manager sees it, consistently being good every week, I'd rather have a more consistent player in my team than someone that's going to be a 10-1 game and then a 5 the next.
0: So if you look, I mean, Ellis obviously is regular regular attendee, as, 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 as indeed I am here on a, on a match day with a men's team. Whilst, whilst these guys aren't laden with yeah. an absolute monstrous amount of first team appearances, you can still see almost like a fringe of the first team running yeah. through the spine of the team, can't you? If you look at Jack Copland in goal, he's been on the bench quite a lot for the first team. It's yeah. not going to overrule him being here today, is it? Like, although no. he's not played a competitive game, he's been out there warming up in front of all these fans, getting a feel for it, yeah. and, I, and he's physically grown a lot. And yeah. we, we've said this year, yeah. watch Jack Copland physically develop this year. So very capable between the sticks, for starters. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah.
1: To have that experience yes they might not have played you know played a game but they've got the experience of being in and around the first team what it's like on match day um, you know have a bit a, a full county ground I mean we've only got the Arkles open today but um, you know if, if you can cope with a full county ground um, you know that, that that comes into play um, so to have that experience, sort of dotted in and around the team, It not only will that help the other players, um, but you might see that experience showing through on the
0: pitch. I, I think for me, if you look directly in front of Jack Copland, it's going to be really exciting to see Sonny Hart tonight. We've got a um, really, really um, interesting turnout from him. He's been multi-award winner for um, Harrow Borough. Um, so Sunny Sonny Hart being deployed in centre-back directly in front of Jack Coppler, I think a lot's going to be expected of him tonight. It's really interesting, Sonny. Real baby face, but an enormous stature. Yeah. He, the guy's an absolute giant. So I'm really excited to see what Sonny Hart brings to the table. Saw him perform really admirably for the first team, and he didn't look at all out of place pre-season last year against Woking, yeah. against National League level. And like I said, he's been winning a lot of awards at Harrow Borough, where he's been on loan this season. Directly in front of him, you've got a really exciting um, midfield lineup. Where we're expecting Jackson Brown uh, and Flynn Hamilton to be to be playing a role. Plus, you've also got George Calmado, who's got first team yeah. experience under his belt. So there is a there is a spine of players that have been in and amongst the first team that will bring a certain level of you would hope a certain level of calmness to proceedings. That will certainly be helping the likes of John McGregor, Ali Stewart, Finn Toombs, Liam Hart. I mean, Harvey Fox has also got first team appearances, of course. So you've got quite. You, you know, you, you, there, 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 are, there are strains of the first team in there, as you're yeah. trying to say. And I guess it's going to be those players, Alice, that have been on the fringes of the first team there and thereabouts, who realistically are going to be the ones that are going to be kind of like hoping to put on a show for the gaffer tonight.
2: Yeah, and I think, the, I think they're going to be the players that are going to be leaned on today. Not so much in their technical ability, but just being able to pump the lads up trying to, if something goes wrong, to keep their heads up and just to lead the team. And I think sometimes that's what you need in a fairly young team. Even if they are the same age, you need people that have been higher or had different experiences to continue the momentum going. So hopefully those lads can help everyone out.
0: Now, I don't don't like to think that Westbury are soaking up every possible minute of their timeout on this beautiful county ground pitch, but it's not gone uh, beyond my notice that the Swindon Town boys have disappeared off the pitch about five minutes ago. And the Westbury lot are all very much enjoying levery shots past their goalkeeper still we've just 15 minutes to go before kick-off. And off, they had so. a big photo
1: as well. And,
0: yeah, they've taken a big photo So, <coughs> Alice, there's a little bit we noticed with interest when you played against Southampton uh, women a few weeks back here. There's a lot of similarities with the way the two teams that were, were, are behaving. The Southampton women were all up in the stands taking pictures, enjoying their day out. It's important, however, for the Westbury lot that they're obviously going to be playing the uh, playing the match and not the occasion, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's all about playing the match and not the occasion. But to be fair, to some of these hats, they're probably thinking when's the next time maybe they're going to play at a pitch like this. So of course, you've got to soak in every moment. But if they don't want to go in and get their heads on, I just personally like going in before a game 15, 20 minutes before just to like get prepared, get, my, get myself focused. But maybe they've got a different plan. Maybe this is all to do with their plan.
0: Well, the fans are still streaming into the Arkles as we speak. I think glancing around the stand at the moment, we've probably got uh, an attendance akin to probably five to seven hundred in the building at the moment. With fifteen mm. minutes to go before kickoff, I've got a feeling that this has got every opportunity to break four figures. Yeah. 100%. Um, appreciate there's a lot of officials from both clubs here tonight. Um, appreciate there are there'll be a lot of FA guests, a lot of corporate guests here tonight as well, making up the numbers. But um, looking at it, it's a pretty healthy crowd, isn't it? Fifteen minutes go before kickoff. Yeah. Um... Is
1: it, i we have said this all through all through the show, it, it's a big occasion for for both teams. Um and look, don't get me wrong, Westbury aren't a bad side, like the standard that they play at is a good level. Um, you know, I'm I'm from Moucham. Um oh sorry about that. Yeah, I know.
0: Is, is that is that's even the biggest willy way or yeah, the biggest it, apology you're about to make, which is it? This is why
1: I come here, just to get away from the place. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know it's a, it's a good a decent standard of football um, now the Swindon uh, Swindon boys play through academy it's, it, it's certainly a different style of football but um, we touched on it earlier a couple of players of you know are breaking through to the first team which is obvious, of course League 2 standard so um, I think we're going to see a contrast of styles and play um, but I don't think either team is going to sort of outweigh the other.
0: I, I think that's fair to say. But, I mean, it, it is interesting. It's more and more noticeable, I think, as the, as the players are strolling a little bit closer into view. I, I've not got the eyes that young Hanrahan once had, Ellie, So I've not got the eyes. But as they're, as they're sort of drawing closer, the, the difference in physicality between the two teams really, really is showing. But as Alice was saying, the, the difference in technique is really, really obvious as well when you watch the two teams warming up. Yeah. The Swindon Town players, the touches, they're that little bit sharper. Everything's being played with precision. I guess the key is going to be, Alice, whether they can turn that on when they've got players in front of them versus kicking a ball around out on the pitch. So, I mean, say, for example, this season, Ricky Aguiar is a player that, I mean, Jody Morris made, was making the point about Ricky Aguiar, that, you know, actually, it's about—it's it's all very well doing it on the training ground. But it's about doing it when you've got players in front which I'm sure won't please Ricky to be hearing that kind of criticism, given the season he'd had before. But the point stands up tonight, doesn't it? It's all very well looking neat and tidy out of the pitch when you're kicking around with your teammates. But in just just over 10 minutes, they're going to be playing against a team of, of, of big old non-league brutes here, all <laughs> of which are, are potentially going to play this like it's the biggest game of their life, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's
1: it, it, This is going to be a different game to what they're used to. Um, certainly the size of the opposition that they're coming up against. You know, it's not 16 to 18-year-old boys. It's 30, 34-year-old men. Uh, men that have got experience in the game. Um, and like you said, Hannes, they are going to come here to try and prove a point. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, the, Swindon, uh, the Swindon
0: boys sort of take on this challenge and, and how they uh, perform. Most of the Westbury players have now left the pitch, we're pleased to say, and it looks like it's probably just their subs and the sub-goalkeeper now just out there, milking the opportunity of stroking the ball around out on that carpet. Um, Alice, just go back to that. I appreciate we don't want to kind of just keep on banging the same drum about how important the appearances have been for the women's team out on that pitch this season. But, I mean, you've had, what, three? You've had three appearances out there this year. It's pretty special, isn't it, to go out? It's such a change, isn't it, from... You know, for example, they'll be making a similar similar change to what you've had this year, moving from Fairford to the county ground. Tonight, they're switching from Meadow Lane to the county ground. If you can't enjoy that, you probably shouldn't be playing football, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's an enjoyable pitch to play on. It's, the ball just glides smoothly. And even just playing like a normal pass that like we would at Fairford compared to here is 10 times different. So it is actually... It's like when you go on to 3G and you think, oh, can't, I can't hit that as hard as I would at like Fairford. It's the same here because it just glides off. So... It is going to be a little bit different for them. And it's an enjoyable pitch to play on. It's nice and big. Like, you can see the crowd, you can hear the crowd. And it's a perfect pitch to play on. And hopefully, they're ready for a
0: tough game. And we mentioned the conditions as well, right, at the start of the commentary. For those of you just tuning in, obviously, I've made my way around the M25 today from the London-Kent border all the way up the M4. It was aquaplaning conditions. It was absolutely treacherous. As we glance over to those lovely rolling Wiltshire Hills, you can literally see the rainfall making its way towards the counterground. As we look over to our right, towards the church's fire and the uh, the buildings to our right-hand side, nice and clear, broken cloud. But as we look left, it is absolutely awful. And we have a severe, severe weather warning as well coming in onto <laughs> the counterground Lounge weather
1: updates. Yes,
0: thank you very much for that. But we are expecting the thunderstorm to catch up with. Um, it looks like I escaped it coming down the M4. I've, I've played on that pitch when there's an electrical storm going on overhead. And to Alice's point about the ball zipping around, the the drainage on that pitch is absolutely stunning. Yeah. You end up with this beautiful layer of um, sort of like almost like top moisture. And that ball just absolutely flies about. So of the two teams, Alice, you'd probably be expecting Swindon to make the most of that, would you not, if the rain really starts to come down? Because you've got... if it, As long as they can keep the ball moving around, it will kind of... Potentially, it's going to nullify the, the physicality, isn't it? And you would hope that the academy boys would be fit enough to be able to give these guys a run for their money.
2: Yeah, that's what. That's what I think. That's the uh, upper hand that they're going to have over Westbury is the, the precision of their passes and the fitness that they've got. I'm not saying that Westbury aren't fit, but I think when you're younger, being an older player and having bloody 18-year-olds trying to sprint past you, when you when you've got that in a team. It, it can be difficult to contain and if you've got a few of them that like to run up and down for Westby to try and stop that it's going to be tiring and by the second half hopefully they are sort of run down well look I mean
0: as a a fixture tonight's got all the trimmings so uh, all the uh, all the big FA flags are out um, and they've they've been planted all the way along the touchline the Wiltshire Premier Shield is down there at the end of our little red carpet at the end of the players tunnel glistening back up at us Impressive looking piece of silverware, yeah. that Alice isn't it? Yeah, but let's I mean, let's talk about that at the end, mate. Yeah, does it really matter? I mean, how do you both feel about it? Does this really matter to either Club tonight? And why don't we take it you give me the Swindon Town perspective, Alice? Does this really matter for Swindon Town tonight? That silverware, does winning that silverware actually matter? Well, oh,
2: winning silverware always matters, you can't come last, but. I just think for the lads, they need to go out, and I think for them it is just proving what they can do, trying to solidify themselves in the team for next year and just showing the new manager what they've got. I think West are going to put everything out there, and for them I think this is the biggest game of their season, of course. They want to win it at all costs, so... It's going to be a tough game, but for the team, I think they're going to cancel each other out
0: a lot. So I think it's going to be the first 20 minutes are just going to be a little bit edgy. A bit edgy, first 20 minutes. How about, how about you, think? Finn? Give it a, not that you're a Westbury fan, you're swinging yeah. town first and foremost, Ellis. I think we already know the answer. It, Does winning that silver ever really matter to Westbury? A thousand percent. Um,
1: first final in 30 years, a somewhat mediocre season in terms of the league. They, you know, they're. They want that trophy they, they've not come all this way uh, to get second place and you know especially like i said first first final in 30 years to say that you've won that um and to win it at at, at the county ground um they will 100 percent be wanting to win that trophy today
0: well listen i mean as expected you know we said about 10 minutes ago that the, the ground was filling up nicely the, the crowds continue to come in and fill up the seats um, to give you a bit of a flavor as I glance down the Arkle the the crowd kind of starts to peter out as you as you reach the far left extremities as we look down the Ar' the far left extremities of the directors box is where it is where it kind of thins out a little but as we cast our eyes uh, right along the stadium I would say we've probably got getting on for about a thousand people in the stand already um, with the crowds continuing to roll into their seats um, we've heard a couple of kind of um, half-hearted, tongue-in-cheek, Westbury Chance so far, classic non-league style. I don't necessarily think that they're gonna have a full songbook, but um, they're gonna they're going to want this tonight, aren't they? As we yeah. said at the start, their first cup appearance in over 30 years, um, and they, they're here in front of all of these supporters. they're gonna to wanna to put on a show, aren't they? Some of these boys, this is probably gonna be the biggest night in football that they've probably ever had if they're coming towards the end of their career, yeah. like your mate, Gary Higdon. <laughs> or, again, if you're one of the young lads, like a Harvey Flippens, you're going to want to be out there putting on a show for these guys, right? Scouts, fans, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. At the other end
1: of his career, it's a big night for them. Yeah, like you said, for both, for both um, sort of ends of the spectrum, you, you've got the young the young players. They're hungry. They they want to prove a point. You know, we've got the new and manager here. Um, they they want to have a good performance um, and and to have the experience to say I've played at the county ground. That is that that's a huge. Huge opportunity that not many players can get, um, and in terms of you know the older players, again to say they played at the county grounds, to, to say they played in a, in a cup final, um, you know every every player on that pitch will will be hopefully putting in a hundred percent and uh, trying to get the result that they both want and deserve
0: well here we are then we've got five minutes towards kickoff contrary to what a lot of the promotional materials uh, provided by the fa told us about a seven thirty 30 kickoff <laughs> kickoff has indeed reverted to the classic seven forty-five kickoff uh, we can confirm the lights are on at the county ground if you're at home and you're arming and iron about whether or not you want to get down here i would say get yourselves down here you can still get yourself a ticket you can still get in um there's a good old crowd there's a nice vibe um, come and say hello to us. We're up in the commentary box. Come and give us a wave. Try and punch Ellis. He's used to that. With his <laughs> boxing background. Yeah. Don't punch me. I'm a coward. <laughs> so um, let's say we're we're five minutes out. Let's have a couple of predictions from you then. So, um. a- Alice, we'll start with you. Given everything that we've discussed, the fact that this is probably for some of these Westbury boys the biggest game they will ever play in, or to date, a big opportunity if you're a youngster to impress. For the Swindon Town Boys, you've got new manager Mike Flynn in the stands as well. You have said yourself, big opportunity to impress and make a mark on the senior manager of the football club. Where's your brain going with a uh, with a prediction and why? Do you know what? I think
2: it's going to be a tough test for both teams. They're both going to counteract each other. You've got the best three who are just going to, be used. They're going to be used to playing games at high levels. They're going to be used to physicality. you have got much
0: strength, so I think that's going to counteract each other out, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 Town win. 2 How are you feeling,
1: everton Why? We're going to see a penalty shootout today. Um, it's going to be a 3-0 draw. We're going to see plenty of goals, and it's going to
0: penalties. Well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> the track suits are off, and as we glance across a very, very youthful looking Swindon Town side, you can definitely tell the players that have got first-team experience, can't you? Yeah. George Calmedo on the far left-hand side as they walk along, handshakes, fist bumps, just literally glancing the two sides now. Westbury in their green, black. Swindon Town in the classic Swindon Town, red and white. The, the size differential between the teams is not, noticeable, isn't it? But you do have those little peaks, and those little peaks are representative of the first-team appearances as well. Yeah.
1: Um, it is literally a case of men versus boys. Though. There's there's um you know i i feel old there's there's players younger than me and i'm only 19. Um, and yeah there's certainly a lot of experience on on, on the west side so what are you going for ellis uh, yeah three all then penalty shootout three
0: all penalty shootout Right, I'm going to give you. Um, I think it's going to be something along similar lines. I think this is going to be two on. I actually, th- I can see one of these two teams, but I don't know which. But I've got a feeling the weather is going to play quite an interference. You, there is no doubt in playing football with a severe weather warning is a leveler. Now, depending on just how severe that rain's going to be, and we are expecting a severe thunderstorm over the, overhead at the counterground, If the game can survive that thunderstorm, this has got potential to turn into. Uh, quite the experience so i'm going to go for two or one like you ellis i think this is going to go all the way and the game's going to be separated by penalties and i, th- I never get a nice friend in my stomach when we're no. talking about penalties well look <coughs> ellis you're going to be pitch for us tonight right yeah. so you're going to be scouting around I'm going to try and see if you snag us our interview with uh with mike flynn who he knows in the building today but there is a smorgasbord of seniors winning town thinkers and senior winning town fans around as well today so um Ellis is going to be giving us a shout every time the ball goes out of play. If he's got anyone particularly interesting, yeah. um, and if it's a bit of a dead duck, he'll join us back in the in the commentary box oh, yeah. and, uh, and and try and save my uh, my voice a little bit, <laughs> which is a little bit harsh. I don't mind telling you, dear listener. So um, we're going to be um, we're going to be uh, rock and rolling uh, ever so shortly, and kickoff is about to begin with George yeah. Cowmeadow, who's... Lingering over the box, uh, over the uh, over the match ball at the moment, as you can hear. Jay Hayden in the DJ box is getting things rolling. So as Ellis vacates the stage left, and and Alice Alice uh, Alice closes the proximity between us up in the uh, up in the comms box. Um, we are underway. Swindon Town kicking off from the town end towards the Stratton Bank. They go long, wide, left down towards the Arkell Stand. Um, and the ball is returned to Swindon Sound with some interest, but given away straight away to Westbury. We're attacking down the right hand side with number nine, Harvey Flippant. Flippant's twist turns, plays it back towards right back, Liam Hart, who switches it right over to the uh, left back position, um, which is Ryan Bowl, um, the uh, blonde haired left wing back, who is expected to be quite the goal threat for Westbury tonight. Westbury working it across the back line, is back in possession with their right-back. And it's worked forward towards Ash and Shanley in the right-wing position. Again, worked back into the right-back position. Westbury go long and infield. The ball's headed back into the midfield uh, position by Ali Stewart for Swindon Town. And there's a foul on the left-hand side. Loud appeals for handball, Alice, from uh, Westbury there. But a free kick was given to all Swindon. Ball back in play with uh, Sonny Hart in the centre-back position. Um, and the ball's zipping around. There's our first glimpse of how slippery it is out underfoot as uh, Towns number 3 Harvey Fox miscontrols to the ironic jeers of the Westbury support. Uh, again, the ball is played back inside, and it's Jackson Brown playing alongside um, Sonny Hart in the centre-back position. Jackson Brown again in, position, in possession, looks to Sonny Hart as the wide right centre-back. Again, plays it back inside to Jackson Brown. Town keeping the ball. Nice neat tidy, Steady build-up down the left-hand side to Calmeadow who again struggles to maintain. possession. He'll be very disappointed with that, Alice. His first touch is as a, as a frequent a first-teamer as he could possibly get out there tonight. He won't be happy with his first touch. He
2: won't. Hopefully it don't get, he doesn't get in his own head too much. It's a little bit slippery out there. Obviously, the fans are trying to get, get under their skin, so it's just trying to keep me calm
0: and just go again. So Westbury working the ball down the left-hand side, but it's overplayed and runs through to Sonny Hart, who plays it back to Jack Copland in the town goal, resplendent in the Illuminous Green, sported more often than not by Solbury this season. And the ball sprayed by Jackson Brown out towards town's left-back, Harvey Fox, plays a neat ball back inside to Brown, who pings another ball wide to the right-hand side. Again, another loose touch from town's right-back, Liam Hutt, and the ball goes uh, is nudged out of play by the Westbury left-back, Ryan Bowl. So Town have got a throw in midway inside the Westbury half. They go long, big header on into the um, Westbury box by Town's number eight, Ali Stewart. But again, no real direction on it. And the ball has gone out for a goal kick. So I think plenty of intent from both sides. Um, Town's certainly not shirking any challenges, Alice. I mean, you said, like, physically, they don't seem to be sort of, like, stacking up versus Westbury, but they're not shirking any challenges, are they?
2: No, definitely not they're giving as good as, as good as they get but I think the first 10-15 minutes it's always shaky especially in a game like this where they've, they're they trying to prove something they've got something to play for it's going to be a little bit touch and go I think once they've all sort of had a touch they've played a good pass they sort of settled down I think that's when the game's definitely going to come alive
0: so long goal kick uh, from the Westbury keeper has uh, gone deep 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 into the Swindon Town half and Town are able to take control of it but a couple of very high loose passes have gifted the ball back to Westbury wide on the left-hand side and Flippence in possession he twists and he turns drawing town players towards him there are definitely spaces opening up for Westbury but Westbury return the ball back to the centre-halves patient build-up again that won't be unfamiliar to Swindon Town supporters this season but a long ball down the right-hand side now from Westbury seeking out Flippence again um, but a uh, good challenge from Harvey Fox in the left-back position And the ball was played to Jackson Hart, back to uh, Jackson Brown, back to Sonny Hart. And again, all neat and tidy from town. And there's a free kick given against town's number eight, uh, the uh, lively Ali Stewart. Town take it quickly, uh, play it back into um, centre back Brown, who sprays it to Fox in the left back position. Fox goes back towards uh, number six, Finn Toombs, who takes it back towards Copland. He's got acres of space. Westbury seem content to let the goalkeeper have it when the ball goes back to him. Not exactly pressing hard, but they are now with number 14, uh, Gary Higdon. The experienced Gary Higdon, who knows where the goal is. Um, he's leading the press for Westbury. But town are able to work it out to left-back. Harvey Fox, who works down the left-hand side. Nice one-two with Flynn Hamilton. And Fox is able to play a lovely measured pass down the left-hand side to town's number 11. John McGregor. McGregor infield to Fox. Fox has got a great shooting opportunity, but continues to run with the ball, moving the ball right. Town have managed to then move it back left to Hamilton. Hamilton plays a high arcing ball towards the back post. Oh, and it just couldn't quite Fletcher Hubbard get a touch on that. There's a lovely little passing move from Swingin' Town there, Alice, but <laughs> as uh, eagle eared <laughs> listeners will have heard, Alice begging him to shoot. It was a lovely shooting opportunity on it the edgy was. 18, wasn't it? Harvey
2: Fox there. So he should have just gone for his gut instinct and had a shot. I think he, he did he had the feet, he had the technique, he should have just had a little shot, but you know,
0: work into the game and all that. Well, Harvey Fox so far in the match seems very, very comfortable um on his left peg and that would have meant unleashing one on his right and I think he took the conservative choice in the end and Westbury were able to see it out for yeah, a goal kick. He, he had a bit of doubt in his head there. He certainly did. So, Jonathan Hill when the Westbury goal sent a high place kick, um pretty much reaches the halfway line and and Town are able to um, pick it up in midfield and play it back to the very, very composed and comfortable centre backs. Um, and they work it down the left hand side they had A long searching ball from Fox, looking for the run George Calmeadow. And Westbury are able to put that out for a touch. Well, so far, from what we're seeing, Alice, it would seem that Swindon are the better of the two teams in the opening exchanges, first six minutes. It seems like Swindon have got the edge so far. Yeah, they've.
2: They seem to have a little bit more energy and they seem to be creating a little bit more. But, you know, I think Westbury are definitely going to settle into this game. And I don't think we we can count them
0: out just yet. It's a lovely interchange of play from town down the left-hand side has led to um, a cross to the back stick, which is flicked out for a Swindon Town throw just in front of the corner of the Stratton Bank and the Don Rogers stand um, in the far corner from us, um, flicked out by Westbury. So it's a throw into Swindon Town. Um, and Fletcher Hubbard takes control twisting and turning in the midfield position reminiscent of Sammy Igo for those Swindon Town fans of a certain generation, lovely little touch lovely little trickery, of, lovely bit of trickery on the ball, again Town are content to go back to the centre backs and it back to Jack Copland, who then sprays a first time pass out to Harvey Fox in the left back position Town's number six Finn Toomes, sprays a ball cross field to the right hand side in front of the Don Rogers stand Play really opening up for Swindon here. but Again, slight miscontrol from the town midfield. But Town are able to battle back. A lovely touch from Lee Hut Hutt in the right-back position. Gives Swindon town possession. Again, in a threatening position inside the Westbury half. As Harvey Fox picks out, plays a nice measured ball down the left-hand side. But just a little too much pace on that for Joel McGregor on the, the left wing. But I, I've got to say, Alice, given these opening exchanges, if... Um, If Westbury failed to get a grip of Town's um, uh, comfort on the ball, this could be a very, very uncomfortable evening for uh, the green-clad supporters sat in front of us.
2: Yeah, definitely. The boys are definitely having patient players. Looking exciting. And a good ball
0: down the right-hand side for Westbury. As we say that, as the experienced Gary Higdon plays it infield. There's a shooting opportunity.
2: And Westbury
0: take the lead against a run of play. (laughs) Number 14, that man, Gary Higdon has scored an absolute peach.
2: <coughs> only, <laughs>
0: only eight minutes. Only in, very much against the run-of-play, Alice.
2: Definitely, they definitely didn't deserve that. Town have had the better of the chances, they've been working it but West 3. They're up there and on the side and they're up, they've been patient and they've just managed to get an attack and they've had one attack, scored one goal, do you know what I mean?
0: Classic curse of the commentator for me there. Westbury were able to work it down the right-hand side. Nothing more than a hopeful long ball forward. A little bit of um, neat uh, neat play on the right-hand side. Very, very simple. But the winger was played into space. And the experience, Gary Higdon, 18 yards out. I mean, we've been told that he's a real goal threat. He scored nine goals in 18 appearances for Westbury so far this season. And what a finish that was. That's the kind of goal. You score a goal like that in a cup final, Alex. That's the sort of stuff you dream about in the rest of your life. Beautiful finish past Jack Copland, wasn't it?
2: Very composed, very calm. And he took it well, to be fair
0: to him. It was a good goal. Dare I say, a touch of the Charlie Austins, a touch of the Annie Colstons about it.
2: touch of the Annie
0: Colstons, definitely. So, nine minutes gone at the county ground and Town Trail, um, one goal to nil, very much against the run of play as we've been saying just before. So what goes through their minds now, Alice said, they've had all the play, they've had all the possession, not quite at the final product, Swindon Town, in the final third. Now they find themselves 1-0 down against very, very um, physically superior opposition. Four leagues below them. Um, in the uh, in the league standards. appreciate we're talking about a development 11 here for Swindon Town. What's going through their minds?
2: This is where you need the players that have been in and around the first team just to take control a little bit, keep the lads' heads up because they've had the better of the play. They've looked more comfortable on the ball. They've created more chances. So it's just keeping your head up and continuing to stick to the game plan. Don't just get the ball... Don't just do something different that would, that you wouldn't normally do because you want to score a goal. There's eight, like ten minutes gone. You still got the rest of the game to go.
0: And 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 as the listeners would have heard, Alice, that was a hell of a roar. So if there was any doubt as to what the majority of these supporters are here to watch tonight, they're here to support Westbury. This is a big Westbury crowd here at the County Ground tonight, isn't it? That they brought out. Bit of a shame we haven't got a few more red, red heads in the building. I would take to counter that, but that's also going to be a big psychological barrier. For some of these Swindon Town Boys, isn't it? Because they won't have played in front of a crowd as partisan as this on their own patch.
2: No, definitely not. And that's what you have to sort of block out. But sometimes, as a player myself, I enjoy hearing stuff like that. And it spurs me on to actually play better. If all you can hear is their supporters, because you want them to be heckling you, that makes me play better. So hopefully there's a few players like that in this team.
0: So Westbury have got possession uh, on the halfway line. That goal really seems to have settled Westbury down. Uh, the last sort of couple of passages of play, Westbury have looked far more comfortable on the, on the ball. I think that, that goal was literally what Westbury would call it crying out for, wasn't it? Just get themselves settled on this big old pitch. Get themselves, you know, get that big roar from their crowd, sort of get it all out of their system. And just get settled into the game, Alice. They can just get on with it now, can't they? Yeah,
2: definitely. It's definitely helped calm them down. So, I think it's going to be a totally different 10 minutes to the first 10 minutes.
0: So, 11 minutes now on the clock at the counterground. ground. Swindon attacking down the right-hand side with number eight, oh. Ali Stewart, who crosses oh. it. And oh, just agonisingly close again. Cross just dipped in behind George Calmodo, who's lurking around the penalty spot in front of the Stratton Bank as Town have regained possession just inside their own half. Again, working it patiently across the back four. And Liam Hutt goes for a um, dynamic through ball, which is cut out by Westbury. And it's a Swindon Town throw-in in in front of the Don Rogers stand. And again, Town patiently building from the back. Jack Copland in possession plays a little lofted pass to Harvey. Fox in the left-back position. He can't quite complete a pass back to um, Jackson Brown. And the ball goes out for a Westbury throw to again. More ironic cheers. They're certainly um, they're certainly <laughs> happy to. not... <laughs> are you swindled in disguise of the cheers that we can hear? And we're assuming that's coming from Westbury. Yeah, that's definitely coming from the Westbury support. Cheeky sods. Anyway, Westbury in possession, in front of the Don Rogers stand again. Not necessarily um, making great progress. That is a foul given away in the right back position by Town's right back Liam Hart. Who's caught your eye so far, Alice?
2: To be fair, I've, I've, I've enjoyed watching as a centre back myself. I've enjoyed watching how the centre backs for the two centre backs for Town have been so calm, composed, leading the line. I've really enjoyed seeing that, but I've also enjoyed seeing um, Harvey Fox as well. I think he's been a little bit dangerous up the. Um, in his position. There's been a few good
0: passes. Oh, they've got a head on here. High ball, and it's off the the crossbar. Off the crossbar. Mm. Off the crossbar. A, again, a free kick that was going, looked like it was drifting out of play. Yeah. Just seemed to hang up in the breeze at the back stick. And I think it was that man again, Gary Higdon, is connected with a header. And the ball was looped high, and it looked like it was drifting well behind the goal. And it's just dropped down right on top of the crossbar. And given Jack Copland another really uncomfortable moment. And again, it's that physicality because it looked like that was going absolutely nowhere. And the header back into the box has caused all kinds of problems, Alice, for the Swindon Town rear guard. So another let off for Swindon. So long punt upfield from Jonathan Hill. Town really need to sort of keep themselves nice and calm and try and reimpose themselves on this game. So far, it's all the passing, all the possession, all the patterns are there but just without that end product. Whereas Westbury have had two brilliant opportunities, scored one of them, rattled the crossbar with the other with 40 minutes gone, Alice.
2: Yeah, it's, I think it's one of them. They're, the sort of league and things that Westbury play at, that's, this is what they're looking for. They're looking to just try and get a few goals early to finish the game. Whereas Swindon, they're, they're, patient, they're patient in their play. They're looking to build. They're, they've got a season-long plan, you can see, and they're trying to execute that. So
0: hopefully, throughout the game, hopefully that just comes out. Well, it's it's certainly not gone to plan, has it? I think all of our sort of chat before the game and all of our kind of vibes when we were talking off Mike Alice before the game was that we were kind of expecting Westbury to really be imposing their, you know, their sort of, if you will, their their man muscles on this youthful Swindon town team. And, And if anything, it's Swindon that are doing all the running. Swindon have been imposing themselves. Westbury have actually looked a little bit uncomfortable but they've just got a cutting edge that so far Swindon have lacked. So it's a, it's a fascinating contrast in fortunes as that impressive man down the left hand side, Harvey Fox, plays the ball infield to Towns number 11, Joel McGregor, who loses possession, overstretches, and gives away a free kick, which will be taken by the Westbury centre backs. So back in play from Westbury. Down the left-hand side in the left-back position. Switching it back inside to their centre-halves. Westbury, again, patient. Purposeful build-up. Ball down the left-hand side from Westbury. There is, with no target on the end of it, and Town are able to um, pick up possession with um, Hart. Hart plays it inside to the impressive Jackson Brown, who, I said, has been on the bench for the first team in recent matches. Heavy touch from uh, Charlie Walton, Westbury's number 10. And the ball is back in play. Um, Watch Swindon Town who take a quick free kick. And it's Finn Toombs, Town's number six, who plays it inside to Jackson Brown, Town's number four. Knocks it back to Copland again. Town building. Westbury seem quite happy to just to sit off the malice, let them have all the ball back there, right? It's almost like Westbury are saying we're not going to match these guys for fitness. So if they're going to have the ball on the edge of the around 18-yard box now, the plan's working. We're winning one 0 Let them have it. Yeah,
2: definitely. They've sort of like part the bus. They're letting the they're letting the ball do the work, and they're letting they're letting Swindon do all the work, and they're just sort of trying to get anything to flip on, hit on, and just run off it. But so far it's worked for them. They've
0: got a goal. High hoof ball from Finn Toomes has gone nowhere. Westbury will mop those passes up all day long. It's when Swindon are getting the ball down, they're causing problems. But uh, the ball's worked back to Jack Copland, and a long ball forward from Swindon Town's keeper has gone all the way through to the Westbury keeper, who's able to get the ball out to the right back, who plays a high, long ball down the right hand side. Again, missing his target, overshooting his target. Number nine, Harvey Flippant, and Town are back in possession with Toombs in the left centre back position. Toombs plays it short. Harvey Fox back to Toombs. Toombs switches it to um, Jackson Brown, who sprays a delicious ball out to Liam Hutt in the right-back position. Hutt inside to uh, Fletcher Hubbard. Switch turns, gives it again to Jackson Brown, who plays a ambitious cross-field pass. Just a bit too much curve on that. And can't quite reach his intended target in Joel McGregor. And a ball goes out just in front of the away dugouts here at the county ground tonight. For a throw to Westbury United, and yet more ironic cheers as we glance around some of the uh, supporters that you can see in the um, uh, certainly here with with the Westbury colours on tonight. There's a lot of smiles, um, quiet confidence. It's fair to say. But Town back in possession with Jackson Brown, who twists and turns and again, plays a lovely crossfield pass out to Town's right back Liam Hart, who plays it inside Finn Hubbard. His loose touch, finds its way. To uh, Hart, Hart, back to Brown. Brown, oof. very, very tight. Touch and go pass. All the little triangles are there. It's McGreg- lovely
2: to see. Lovely passing.
0: It is those contrast to stars we were expecting, isn't it, Alice? Yeah. With Town getting the ball down. All the technique is there. Um, but actually, they've surprised me, Town, tonight. How they've been imposing themselves physically. Like I said, it's just that, just that lacking bit of cutting edge, bit of purpose in the final third. So... Toombs, left, uh, left centre back, works the ball forward. Again, Calmeadow, loose control. And another touch of loose control from Towns number eight. Ali Hubbard gives Westbury the opportunity to break, which they waste. A high tackle from Towns number 10. Flynn Hamilton has sent the Westbury um, right back sprawling, and a free kick has been given at Westbury. Uh, to generous applause from the Westbury crowd. Westbury's number two, Stephen Holbert plays a Crossfield pass, lovely 40 50 yard crossfield pass defeat to um, the Westbury number seven, Ashton Shanley. But again he's played down the left hand side to that goal threat. We mentioned him before, Ryan Bowles in the left back position. And Bowles is able to, uh, no, he's not forced the corner, he's gone for a goal kick to Swindon Town. Again, I'm not, it seems like Westbury get into that final third position, Alice. I'm finding my heart's in my mouth. Yeah. They've, they've definitely got a bit of menace about them. We, we talked about Harvey Flippants. It's the classic big man, small man partnership between Flippance and Higdon. With Higdon bringing the experience and the physical bulk and Flippants with the crafty runs and all the nippy play. And both of them have, 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 have waded in with their goals. We mentioned Higdon, nine goals in 18. And, uh, and Flippance has got uh, nine goals, I believe, already to, his, uh, uh, to the good so far for, him, for, for them this season. So they've got that goal for it.
2: Dude, they just look a little bit more dangerous up top, but we haven't had too much. We haven't had too much in the box, so we can't really comment on town too much. But I just think it's just going to take someone up front to, to work a little bit of magic. I think to get a goal and get everyone back believing.
0: And uh, another loose touch from Westbury has given Swin- uh, as, sorry from uh, Swindon Town has given Westbury a breaking play. As we welcome CEO Swindon Town Football Club Rob Angus to the commentary box. Hello, Rob. How are we? Doing right? Yeah very well. I'll stand up for this. I'm in the I'm in the, I'm in the presence of royalty. <laughs> so uh not quite the start we would have hoped. They're um they're a handy outfit in the final third Rob. What are you making of it so far? Oh, it's just
1: a, it's a really good test for the for the we got a, a young team out there. It's a good test for them in you know in this in this in this game. Obviously it's a, a big game for, for the rest three lads playing at the County ground
0: at home of football. Um hopefully we can come back into it. it's a good Good goal was a good finish by that, wasn't it? It was a cracking thing. We were saying it's the kind of goal, if you score that goal in a final, regardless of what standard you're in, that's the sort of thing you're dying out on for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute belter. Absolutely. So, um, healthy crowd here tonight as well, Rob. Um, yeah, there's over 500 in I think. I, I, I reckon we've got to be saying, and the rest, mate, to be honest with you. I'm hopeful for a few more. As yeah. uh, a free kick towards the back stick for, uh, for Westbury's headed goalwards. Jack Copland's able to take an easy catch, but a free kick uh, offside is given against Westbury and town. Are able to uh, break through midfield. Nice little interchange of plays. Harvey Fox picks the ball up in the left-back position. Plays it forward towards Hubbard. Tricks, turns, plays a lovely ball down the line to George Calmeadow. He's able to show that little bit of first-team guile that we've seen in and around the first-team this year. He twists, he turns, lays it off nicely to Fox in the left-back position. Plays a teasing cross in, which Westbury are able to put a foot through and clear in rather agricultural circumstances down the right-hand side. It's a good hold-up play by Flippence in the nine position. Has played in number 14. And they, they break with some menace down the right-hand side and Westbury have got a cross into the edge again. Edge of the 18-yard but there's a big deflection. And Westbury have got a second goal here tonight at the county ground. Lovely interchange of play from Gary Higgins. that man Higdon down the right-hand side again. Number 14. And they twisted, and they turned, and the ball has broken to, I believe, that man flippant on the edge of the box, Almost reminiscent, Rob, to the first goal. Just a little closer to the goal there, but another tidy finish, albeit with the help of a deflection. But they're tied, and They're clinical with that final third, Rob, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, they are. A bit of a lucky deflection there. Um, I'm, lucky for, I'm lucky for swimming, but I've got to come back into it now. Again, Alice, it's almost like what we saw... The spell possession, all the play, Swindon had all the play leading up to it again. Westbury just found themselves in a really, really interesting attacking position down the right hand, down the right hand side. Town's left. They've been able to work it into the area, probably allow too much space. Okay. Guy's got a shot off, healthy deflected and it's in and it's 2-0. And awesome. now there's a mountain to climb, isn't there?
2: Little bit of a mountain
0: to climb. They've given him a little bit too much
2: respect there. I if, I, if I was them, I would have took that number 14 straight out. And he went, he went, have got across cross in. I
0: think you, you, you've got to stop the
2: ball on the cross. And at the end of the
0: day, he would have gone. He scored a goal. I not want him getting it anymore. He oh, Alice. That the uh, I, 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 that, that, that's, that's the quote of the night. I think we, we're all waiting for that at some point. If that had been me, I would have taken him out. I think we were all expecting a, a, about a classic and you've duly delivered as Westbury have got the ball in the midfield position, overplaying a little, and Taylor able to take control through number eight, Ali Stewart, He's able to work out the town's number two, Liam Hutt. Again, nice little interchange of play. We'll catch up with you later, Rob, when we've got a bit of time to have a proper chat. So, nice to see Rob Angus. Um, 500. I wonder if he's he's accurate with that number. It looks a lot more than 500 in the ground
2: tonight. No, he ain't got his glasses on today. I think there's definitely
0: a lot more. Look at that! Look at them down the front. There's a lot. I know it's it's, it's that is that is a yeah. that is a conservative estimate. I would yeah. say conservative estimate. But anyway, here we are, 24 minutes on the clock, and the scoreline is Swindon Town nil, Westbury United two. We've had two absolute roars from this crowd tonight, which we believe is majority made up of Westbury. If it's not, it's just that they're the ones in fair voice. Um, is representative of probably just how big a fixture is in the history of this football club, their first cup final in 30 years. So again, Town have had all the play. It's been all the nice passing, all the intricate moves. Town have got in some really, really interesting, threatening attacking positions, but just lacking the cutting edge that Westbury have shown so far um, as uh, the balls um, worked into the um, Town left wing position. George Calmeadow, again, nice and patient build-up play from Swindon Town. Back to Jackson Brown, Brown to heart. Hart switching it back over to Finn Toombs in the left centre-back position. Finn Tombs plays it inside again. Jackson, Jackson Brown in that central defensive midfield position. The captain tonight for Swindon Town. Plays it to Liam Hutt in the right-back position. Again, Town are able to work it to the right-hand side. It's a lovely interchange and a shot from Flynn Hampton, About 20 yards out. He's gone a couple of yards over the bar. Didn't look like that had the kind of pace on it to worry, uh, worry the Westbury goalkeeper. But, uh, yeah, while we're talking about worrying worrying goalkeepers, we've got Jack Copland, who's gone down what appears to be clutching his hamstring, which will be a concern. Town have got a uh, substitute goalkeeper, the young Redmond Evans, on the bench. Howdy. Um, he's been given his orders to get out and warm up. And uh, Redmond Evans is uh, a tall, tall goalkeeper for his age. Good physicality. Appreciate he's wearing his puffer jacket. But uh, he's going through his uh, paces down in front of us in the corner of the uh, Arkels and Stratton Bank. But Jack Cotland sees it. Does that look like a knee injury to you, Alice? They're working on the joint, aren't they, as opposed to the hamstring?
2: Yeah, they're working on the joint, but this could be something that Town need, not for him to be injured, but just like hopefully he's fine and they can regroup, they can get a little bit of tactics in, get a little bit of water and get get going for the next 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully this can help them thrive into a better 20 minutes. Hopefully Jack's fine. Hopefully he's just like
0: Emily, a bit of a drama queen. And it'll... <laughs> so, glancing down, at, uh, I believe that's Liam McCartan down there on coaching duties at the moment, That's leading that team huddle um, on the touchline for Swindon Town. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, real impromptu, um, lots of encouragement, um, lots of lots of furious finger-pointing and, and direction and coaching going on. Um, as Cotton's back up on his feet, looks like he's moving freely. Uh, Physio doesn't seem to be... Overly concerned, but we're gonna try and go down pitch side. We've got we've got uh Ellis, you've got a guest for us down there. you got pitch side, buddy?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm joined with um Ellis, Karni Can you hear here? us if
0: you can? See if you can turn your can mic on. Can you hear me? We believe Ellis has got huh? uh a company with him, but we can't quite can't quite hear. Can you hear me now? Can't quite hear you, Ellis. Let's see if we see if we can see if we can re-establish connection with Ellis who's pitch side with um, free-scoring Abu Kanu. And we've also, we're hoping to be speaking shortly with Anton Taworzak, who's also in the building. Maybe what we will try and see if we can do is see if we can get Ellis to tempt young Mr. kanu up to the commentary box, as Ellis furiously tries to fix uh, the um, comms issues that he's experiencing Any better now? down in the director's box. So whilst Ellis is trying to fix that up, Towner are attacking down the left-hand side with Harvey Fox, Who's running at the left back? Plays a nice little one-two, and Tanner in a fantastic attacking position. Good cross across the six-yard box. Again, Town can't quite get the finishing touch. That was a gilt-edged chance, Alice, for Joel McGregor. Just needed to throw himself at that, didn't he? It me?
2: was throw anything at it. Could have gone in, but do you know what? They've been patient. They've deserved it. So hopefully, a few more chances like that, and we can be we can be three or four goals in.
0: Right. Well, we're hearing, although our tech is letting us down, we are hearing that we could hear you, Ellis. So we're going to try and go through that again. It's just a little bit of a strange one that Ellis wants to interview, Abu. Oh, lots of our listeners can hear Ellis and Abu, but unfortunately we can't hear them up in the commentary box. The wonders of the technology that we're dealing with. I'm sorry about
1: that, everyone. I, there's <laughs> such a special guest. I
0: have some special guest lines up. So ball into the box from Swindon Town, and it's headed clear by Westbury out into the left-back position. I even had Mr. Ronan Darcy. Oh, you got Ronan Darcy He's down there, there ready, ready to say hello. Yeah. Well, your, your task, should yeah. you wish to accept it, Ellis, is to get those boys up here to uh, to come and say hello and tell them don't be shy. Oh, yeah. As uh, Town are attacking in the right wing position and uh, Westbury are um, battling, battling away um, against Liam Hutt. And Westbury are able to play the ball off of Hutt. And the ball goes... Out of play for a Westbury goal kick. So 29 minutes on the clock, guys. Westbury 2, Swindon Sound 0. Or to use the correct, the 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 the, the pronunciation, home team Swindon Sound 0. Westbury 2. Um, your man Higden, you warned us, Ellis, didn't you? Yeah. Scored an absolute peach and was heavily involved in the build up play, provided the assist for the second goal as well. Um, He'll be over the moon with his nice work so far, won't he? How do you see them getting back into this game, Ellis?
1: Um, it's going it's to take some doing. I mean, Swindon... A... Oh, oh, it's
0: Town. A terrible defensive header from Swindon Town. But great covering work from Harvey Fox. In the left-back position, is able to mop up behind Finn Toombs. Finn Toombs, I think, is the one of the two centre-backs who's struggling a little bit tonight. It's the young young Finn Toombs is, I think, finding... Um, Gary Higdon a real handful tonight Higdon's occupying a really awkward spot in between a very composed left back but very attack minded left back in Harvey Fox and a very inexperienced left centre back Finn tombs and uh, he's been getting some joy down that left hand side out of Toombs hasn't he?
1: Yeah Swindon certainly have they, they started with a, a lot more possession um, West 3 are sort of working their way in and imposing their experience onto the young Swindon side um you can
0: certainly see the experience coming out. In the- that man Higdon picks the ball up a full 20, 30 yards away. And draws, draws a big, big tackle from Towns. Captain at number four tonight, Jackson Brown, that will probably see Jackson Brown go into the referee's notebook. Indeed, he does as the yellow card is flashed at Jackson Brown. About 25 yards out. Um, a bit further than that, actually. About 30 yards out. Uh, from goal on the angle, although Westbury are trying to steal a few yards as they sneak it more towards the 20-yard 20, 20 mark that I mentioned. So, interestingly, I mentioned the goal threat that is Ryan Bowl left-back position. He's got the ball in his hands. Looks like that's going to be a perfect opportunity to get a shot away as he shapes up to take this free kick on the right-hand side. So, your left-footed left-back who's uh, scored a few from left-back this year. I believe he's got eight goals already uh, for Westbury as town's wall is uh, being directed by uh, jack copland copland on his left hand post uh, bowls right as he's looking at it um, and bowl clearly seems to be shaping up now this will really if he keeps this low and uses the moisture on the pitch this has got a real opportunity to zip up and off this pitch i'm not sure that now, copland's doing that right the right yeah? thing i have got <laughs> a, i've got a feeling copland copland needs an extra head on the end of, an extra body on the end of that wall as Bowl looks to take this free kick and he curls it high oh, and over oh. and it clangs off the roof. He is no J- uh, Jake Kane. No, he's no Jake or. Kane after the weekend, but that ball ricochets off the roof of the Alan McLaughlin town end and drops down to town's right back, there's, Liam Hart.
1: There's certainly been good, uh, good football being played uh, from Swindon. They're just sort of lacking that end product, that end finish. Um,
0: a couple of opportunities
1: they've had when they put it in the box and and nobody's
0: been there it's all a bit it's all a bit cumbersome and it's always in that channel for me so far ellis in between left back and left center back so town town's number three harvey fox is is getting forward and he's causing them problems from an attacking perspective but it's leaving gaps at the back it's leaving finn tombs a little exposed and i say up against a, a real handful in gary higdon um and is having a difficult evening. So both the goals for Westbury have come down that right-hand side, have come from that channel. Um, that free kick that's just led to Jackson Brown picking up a free kick, again, coming from that particular channel. And Town have got some work to do in that position, haven't they, Alice? They've got, got, got a shorter up What would you be saying to an inexperienced... I mean, you're, you're a very experienced centre-back, Alice. What would you be saying to um, a, a, you know, a young centre-back uh, partner, when you're having those kind of problems in that channel, what would you be saying to settling down? Because settling down is what he needs, clearly.
2: Yeah, settling down is just what he needs. I think he's... he's, When he's not in that... Like, when he's playing now, he's doing good. He's on the ball. He's confident. He's passing well. It's just getting it out of his head. Who he is, how many goals he's scored. That is a threat. And I think sometimes that's what it is. Some players just get that someone's a little bit of a threat in their head and it it gets a little bit too much for him. But I just think he just needs to settle down, give himself something to think about. Or maybe just you
0: know a big tackle sometimes. Yeah, big tackle. I mean, just these almost like a little bit. A, yeah, a little bit of a shot in the arm. But I mean, obviously, two gold, two two goals have, have have come from that spot. Um, so far, your your boy Hickton's having the uh, having a cracking game. One assist and a goal. Um, that's going to be concerning the town coaching team. <laughs> The more goals Westbury score, the more it knocks the defence of Swindon.
1: Um, uh, knocks their confidence, sorry. Um, if, if Swindon want anything out of this game, I think they're going to have to uh, claw back another goal
0: fairly quickly. As Westbury of the Southern Division, well, Southern League Division 1 South, pick up the ball in the right-back position. They twist and they turn and Fletcher Hubbard is able to uh, start in tackling put the ball out for a throw which is returned quickly and down the line. And that boy Higdon plays a lovely little one-two with Harvey Flippant. Number nine for Westbury plays the ball inside to Shanley. Shanley, nice little one-two. Ball breaks to number 10, Walton. Walton plays it low across the box, and another big deflection. And that also very nearly drifted in past uh, Jack Copland's near post. Copland totally wrong-footed but the ball just had a little bit too much pace on it and looped up much to the relief of Copland and has gone out, deflected out for a corner to Westbury, which will be taken in the corner of the Arkles and the Town End. But again, it's the same old story, this half. It's been all Swindon in the possession, all the neat, tidy, pretty build-up play, but anything in and around the Swindon 18-yard box and and, and Westbury are causing massive problems as the ball's swung into the box and a glass in header at the near post. Has just arrowed over the town crossbar from the Westbury number 10. It's that man, Charlie Walton, again, has gone out for a town goal kick. Copland plays it short, and it's in um, the control of Jackson Brown, who drives forward, just crossing the halfway line, plays it out to Fox in the left-back position, back to Brown, just inside the town half, plays it cross-field to Hart in the right centre-back position. Hart strolling forward. No passes on for him though, so Hart checks back, gives it to Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown um, twist, turn, plays it out to Finn Toombs in the left centre-back position. Toombs plays the ball down the line to uh, Hubbard. Hubbard again, back to Jackson Brown, but again, Westbury very happy to let Swindon have the ball and play their passing triangles on the halfway line Westbury backing off they're not looking to press them at all are they they're letting Swindon keep the ball back there they're 2-0 up they're quite happy they're quite comfortable looks like they're quite happy for Swindon to make a mistake and Westbury to catch them on the break Alice
2: yeah they're definitely looking for that counter-attack ball they want them they want them to mess up and they can counter-attack and try and get another goal which so far has worked for them but this play that Swindon are doing look So, Fox
0: Fox wide left. Fox plays it inside. Again, Jackson Brown. Town probing down the left-hand side. Looking for the opportunity to cross, which Fox can. little flick from Calmeadow. Goes high into the Wilkshire Knight. Drops on the edge of the ACR box. Lovely turn from Hamilton, who shoots. Low to the bottom right-hand corner of Jonathan Hill's goal. And the ball just bobbles past for a goal kick.
1: First sort of real opportunity from Swindon there. Um, it, they're just really lacking in that goal scoring department. I think if they, if they can get the ball under control in, in the final third, um, they might see more success. But at the minute, West Freer are very, very good at um, following their game plan and, and, and catching Swindon.
2: With a goal kick,
1: high.
0: Particularly productive tonight, lots of work rate. Um, plays it wide to the impressive, it has to be said, Jackson Brown. Um, in that holding central defensive midfielder position, who's spraying the ball around like a quarterback tonight. Lovely angle ball out wide to the right of Swindon Town, and an attacking move which breaks down and eventually again goes out for a Westbury goal kick. Get more evidence of. Town having possession in dangerous areas, but just haven't quite got that end product that Westbury have, have boasted all night. It's, um, without meaning to sound like a broken record, that very much is the story of the night as the clock ticks towards 39 minutes here at the county ground tonight, where the score so far is Swindon Town nil. Westbury two story of the game has been Town Court on the break twice, two sucker punches, one peach of a finish from Gary Higdon, the experienced Gary Higdon for his 10th of the season. And then a deflected effort from um, Harvey Flippens, um for Westbury's second of the night. So both the strikers off the mark for Westbury tonight. And uh, Town will be uh, licking their wounds as they're preparing to go in at halftime. But a lovely ball from Swindon Town down the right-hand side. And a healthy-looking touch from Town's number 11, Joel McGregor. Twisty twists, he turns, Ooh. McGregor shoots low. And number six. Jacob Hutchins for Westbury is able to get a very... That looked like that was going in. Bottom left-hand yeah. corner had to keep the beaten, didn't it? And a, I, I don't think the would have got that. So, we're calling it a corner at Swindon Town, which is going to be taken by number seven, Fletcher Hubbard. But there's a little glimpse that um, certainly there are going to be um, opportunities for Swindon the night long. Just got to improve that, that end product. But that's certainly the closest Swindon have come to... Um, a goal or we did work in the keeper tonight. And a high corner for Swindon, edge of the six-yard box. Big challenge on the goalkeeper from Jackson Brown, I believe that to be. And the goalkeeper's gone down in a heap. And you've probably heard the rest whistle. It's uh, the goalkeeper's protection league tonight from our man in the middle. And a free kick to Westbury on the edge of their six-yard box, which will be taken by Westbury's goalkeeper, Jonathan Hill. Still spotting the ball up, smack bang in the middle of his six yard box before he plays it low and to his left to um, number four, Aaron Cockrell. Cockrell plays the ball down the line to Flippins. Nice touch. Flippins lays it back off to um, number seven, Ashton Shanley. Shanley again works it out to Cockrell. Looks to play it down the line, but the ball's gone out of play. Can't quite control the slippery conditions. Continues to be slippery out there. Still haven't had the big downpour that yeah. the weather gods have promised us. this severe weather warning that we've had for uh, the county ground area is yet to arrive. The clouds are definitely there lurking around, but there's been no further rain, but it's very, very greasy conditions out in the county ground pitch. As Flynn Hubbard takes control on the edge of the Swindon Town B, plays it short to Finn Toombs. Toombs looks up, plays a high diagonal pass. To Harvey Fox in the left-back position, one touch, takes it down, plays it inside to Hubbard. Hubbard's looking for a layoff. Hubbard beats his man. Number 10, Higden, and plays it to Sonny Hart, Towns number five, in the right centre-back position. Plays it out wide to right-back, Liam Hutt. Hutt takes a touch. Jackson Brown, just inside the Westbury half, lays it off, and there's a through ball to Hart. Wow. Almost reaches George Calmeadow, Towns number nine, who was lurking for that through ball, but the Westbury were able to get a... Uh, Quality defensive clearance in, and it's gone out for a throw. Played quick back into play, and Westbury attempt to clear. The ball's gone to the halfway line. Town head it back into uh, Westbury possession. Ball's bouncing around rather untidily, and a big clearance from Sonny Hart. Again, all a bit untidy. Town just content at this stage, just to hack it long, and the ball bounces again. Very, very greasy conditions, and the ball's bounced on the six-yard box. Looked like it was going well over the bar. And at the last minute, it's dipped under the crossbar. And Jonathan Hill's been forced to make it at the backpedal, make an emergency stop with his fingertips. That could have been a very, very fortuitous goal back for Swindon Town on 42 minutes, but it's a corner instead to Swindon Town, which will be taken just in front of the uh, Stand, Right edge of the six yard box and a big headed clearance from Westbrook. But the ball drops. George Calmedo is able to take possession He's going to look to lay this off to Fletcher Hubbard, but he's not able to do so. Calmedo working hard in the corner. Plays the ball back slightly untidily. It's Harvey Fox. who switches to the right side of his two centre-backs and Sonny Hart and Town again start to build from the back. The ball's played out to Harvey Fox in the left-back position. Hubbard now on the left wing. Teasing in the left back. He's played a lovely Very ball cool. into George Calmedo on the left-hand side. He flicks it across. And goalkeeper Jonathan Hill was able to get there just in front of Town's number 11, John McGregor, and make a tidy catch before going to ground just to soak up an extra few seconds. As Hill slowly prowls out towards the edge of his 18-yard box before spinning the ball out in front of him and preparing to play it long, which he does down diagonal to the right-hand side where Town compete for the header. With Jackson Brown, who returns the ball by a looping header into the Wiltshire Night Sky. And the ball goes out for a Westbury throw-in halfway into the Westbury half. As we're approaching the halfway point, Alice, what do you think the Westbury skipper, indeed? Uh, Westbury manager um, is uh, going to be telling his, um, his charges as they're preparing to go off at half-time.
2: I think the same as before. They're a team that look, they're looking to time waste just there. And they know the tricks of the, they know the tricks of the game, and it's just continuing what they've done first half. Get a few goals in early, or maybe part the bus and just let Swindon do all have all the possession like they've had before and try and tie
0: them out. It's A lovely play again from Higdon. Dogged play. He's definitely been the pick of the bunch for Westbury. Very very experienced um, Westbury number fourteen, Gary Higden. Crafty, wily play. Um, got a lovely little touch, played the ball off the shins of a town player, but I assure you that was as deliberate as deliberate could be. Almost George Best esque for those of you listening in of a certain age. And uh, Westbury have been able to work an attacking position and force a corner from a hasty, um, clambering Swindon tackle. So Westbury have got a corner just in front of us here, the corner of the Arkle stand and the town end, which will be an in swinger, left footed. In towards the near post. Flipped header. It's gone to the back post. And Westbury have got a free header. Oh, and it's punched away off the goal line by Jack Cotland. But Westbury again can recycle out to the right back position. A Taylor able to take position, possession and clear. Again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record. It is the same issue. Every time Westbury have got an opportunity in and around the 18-yard box, they're working the ball into the 18-yard box. They're experienced. They know how. they physicality. Causing town problems, Ellis, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Swindon have sort of, past 10 minutes, have sort of got back into the game a little bit, had, had a couple more chances. But Westbury keep, you know, showing the, the warning signs that they're still there that, and they, they still want another goal. Um, and just showing that Swindon can't uh, get too relaxed
0: and, and complacent. So we're about a minute now into the two minutes of stoppage time that have gone up on the board. And Town are in possession with a throw-in. Um, Finn Toombs on the right-hand side. Looks to work it down the right-hand side. And boy, how Town would like to get a goal before half-time. But they've given the ball away lazily down the left-hand side. As number four, Aaron, Aaron Cockrell is able to work the ball forward. Again, Westbury looking to break down the left-hand side. And it's that man Higden again. Can't quite this time pick his pick his pass. And Cockerel sees the ball out for a throw-in. Just in line with the Town. 18-yard box. Now, Town have got to be really carefully, because the last thing they're going to want just for our time is a third goal,
2: because yeah. we're already
0: talking about physically a big mountain to climb as Westbury lost the ball into the 18-yard box, and a less than convincing header from Toomes in the left centre-back position almost opened the opportunity <laughs> Pretty impressive for Gary Higdon. But luckily for Town, the ball's ricocheted out. So, well, story of that half, really, it's been all swim and town, Alice, hasn't it? All the play, all the possession, all the passing. Certainly, the physical mismatch that we were expecting to really sort of uh, bear out right across the pitch hasn't really borne out at all, has it? It's really just been a story of Westbury and their cutting edge in the town defensive third, the Westbury attacking third. Yeah, Westbury
2: have just seemed to want it wanted a little bit more in front of goal. They've eh, had. When we're, when we're creating chances, we've got maybe one 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 or two up top, but when they're getting the ball into the box, they've got three, four, five people wanting to score a goal. And the more people you've
0: got in the box, the more opportunity you've got to score, and that's what's happened. Well, yeah, a frustrating half um, if you are um, Liam McCartan and the Swindon Town coaching staff down on the touchline tonight. But um, as you may have heard from the two enormous roars... Um, from the away fan contingent tonight, which we think are going to be um, uh, totting up, I would say a good, well, Rob, Rob Angus's conservative Look. estimation is 500 in the stand. Personally, I think, I, we, I think we're seeing four figures there. I think we're looking at a four figure crowd. And ladies and gentlemen, the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge is soon to be absolutely delighted to be giving you some words exclusively. From Swindon Town's new first team manager, Mike Flynn, who's about to join us in the commentary box tonight. So, hello, Rob. How are we? Here's, here's the man, indeed. Can do
3: tomorrow, but
0: that sounds perfect to me. Yeah. How are we, Mike? All right, nice to see you. Great to meet you, mate. Great to meet you. Okay. Welcome, to you. Okay. Welcome, you to welcome to the Swindon Broadbent Lounge. You're live on air. Please do not swear. Not that you would, Mike. Welcome to Swindon Town. Um, fantastic debut appearance from you. How did you find it yesterday? You seem to enjoy yourself out on the pitch.
3: I loved it. It was um, it was a very proud moment for me and my, my wife and kids were here as well. And it was good to see Wayne Hatswell smiling because he don't do that very often.
0: <laughs> so ex Oxford, but Swindon born and bred, Wayne Hatswell. So I guess he's alright now. We'll let him off.
3: Yeah, he's he's good as gold. The um, you know, he's like you said, he's born and bred Swindon. Um, and look, I'm sure if Swindon would have signed him
0: when he was younger. He would have signed for them, not Oxford. Well, yeah, unfortunately, we've not got a great track record in that department. But we'll, we'll part that one, Mike. Hopefully, in all seriousness, is that bearing in mind your your role here tonight? You're clearly first team manager. We get a lot of exciting young Swindon talent out there tonight. I'm guessing, really, one of the key roles for you moving forward is making sure that those kind of those sort of players don't slip through our fingers anymore, right? Yeah, well,
3: you do you do miss the odd one or two, but we've got to make sure we're getting. The high percentage, right? Um, because you know, just, that's the whole point of the academy is to bring bring players through, save the club money. But they've got to, they've got to be good enough, and you know it's not just a, a sentiment reason. We we want the players to be good enough to come into the first team and then eventually go on and have really good careers at a high level. Now, whether that's with Swindon or you know they move up the leagues and, and another team buys them. But that's um, it's important, I think it's important
0: to have homegrown players at each club, but they have got to be good enough. Mike, you've you bought some very, very impressive sides here in the past. Obviously, most notably, a very, very successful um, Newport side and um, played a certain style of football. Very successful style of football for you. Um, there are some quarters of the Swindon Town fan base that raised an eyebrow with your appointment because of the style of play versus what perhaps we've been spoiled with over the years. Is there anything that you would say to Swindon Town fans listening tonight in relation to how you're expecting to approach? a style of play at Swindon Town Football Club?
3: Yeah, the only thing I would say is don't don't get sucked into reading um, you know, just s- certain websites or certain reports because for the last two years I was at Newport we played total football uh, it's, and it's only because of the how the pitch was at Newport, we had to almost play two ways. So in the first half of the season we could get the ball down, play it from the back, build from the thirds. Um but then, unfortunately, at, ho- uh, at home, the pitch was a complete mess. So, I'll play a football match to win a game. And I'm not going to pass it around at the back when he's going to put extra pressure on the defence, if that's not what's best for the, for the result. Um, but what I will tell you is you're going to have a committed team, you're going to give 100%, and the players will be we will be playing football. Um, I'm not silly, I'm not coming here and just going to go route one, um, because I've never done that. Um, So, yeah, hopefully the
0: proof will be in the pudding. Well, Mike, listen, we're honoured to have you on the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge tonight. Thanks so much for coming up and spending a bit of time with us. Um, Just can't say anything more than wish you all the very, very, very best. Um, We've had some wonderful, wonderful times here at Swindon Town Football Club, but fair to say it's been a little bit too long since we've enjoyed some wonderful times. So, I'm not going to hold you to it. I am going to hold you to it. Go and win us a bloody pot, will you, man? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'd I'd love to and i really
3: appreciate you having having me on and, Look, I'll be the proudest man um, around if, if I bring the success days back here. You know, I spoke to Richie Wellins earlier. He said he told me how good the place is when you get when you get when you get the place going, and I know because I've played here it when it's when it's been buzzing. So, um, yes, let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's not get carried away, but we we will build something. That can take us forward, going you know
0: in the future. Well, Mike, look, we had ten and a half thousand people in the ground on Saturday. It was a lovely vibe in the ground. Um, I think you you pretty much said everything the Swindon fans were looking for an incoming manager to say. And like I said, all I would say in closing is we wish you the very, very, very best of luck. Um, I'm sure you won't need it, mate. I'm sure you won't need it. We you all got... <laughs> we all need a little bit of luck.
3: Um, but yeah, we, you know we'll back ourselves. And like I said, I just want to put a, a team. Teammate on the
0: pitch and these fans are going to be proud of and not just in, on the pitch but in, in the community as well outstanding thanks ever well, so much buy your season tickets and back <laughs> you? Oh, did you hear that <laughs> to suggest the message from chief executive rob angus buy your season tickets and back the manager mike flynn who you just heard from exclusively on the sit Broadbent lounge tonight um impressive guy isn't he let's be hey. honest very very impressive he sold me
2: there it sounds
0: nice as well. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> so, let me tell you something. I'll tell you what, good smelling bunch to swing and yeah. Sound. Yeah. And he's keeping up the standards, let me tell you. <laughs> no, but I mean in all seriousness um it's an it's a really really interesting appointment guys isn't it because and I'm really pleased that we were able to you know get that you know get that question to him about because there are some serious question marks that have been raised that you know some of the Warsaw fans have said that at times the football felt a little bit aimless. Yeah. But it's really interesting what Flynn was saying about the the change in style there at Newport based on a deterioration of a pitch to be able to have that flexibility bones well because the last couple of swimming Town managers seem to really struggle with a plan A, plan B, plan C. Yeah. It This this looks to me like this is going to be a guy that is used to switching things around in-game, making things happen, making changes, crucially winning football matches, right?
1: Yeah, Look, for, for me, this, this appointment in, in the manager was... More vital than than it has been in in the past couple of seasons. Um, you know, the past couple couple of managers we've had haven't engaged with the fans. I think that is a, a, a huge point for for a Swindon Town fan. Um, and you know, of course, the, the the main the main thing you look in, in in a in a manager is results. At the end of the day, yeah, um, you want to be winning games um, and. Let's be honest. He was at Newport. He had done a, a great job at Newport. Good cut runs on on a much smaller budget than what Swindon have. Um, like like he touched on then, the pitch wasn't great. We thought one of the best pitches in the league. Um, I think it's a it's a great appointment, and I think it's it's gonna take a couple games. Um, it's, not, it's, it's never going to click straight away. It never did with Richie Wellens um, or Paolo de So I think it's a really exciting appointment for a Swindon fan. Um, and yeah, in, interesting times.
0: I, I just love the fact that I hope if there are Swindon fans that are listening in tonight that have concerns about he's just going to be very one dimensional and he's going to be very, very long, I mean, he's literally just giving you your answer right there. Yeah. Like, don't believe the hype. Now, interestingly, um, I spoke to a couple of members of the uh, playing staff um, that have worked with Michael Flynn on Saturday previously um, during his time at Warsaw. First thing they said to me again, I said, "Like I, my assumption was, I said it's going to be pragmatic football, surely, like pragmatic winning football." And I got a wry smile and I don't believe it. Like Flynn, he likes to get the ball down, he likes to, likes to play. So um, for a guy that um, for a guy that carved a career playing career. Um, in a defensive position, um, likes to get the ball down, likes to attack. Do you know what? Crucially, it's still very, very fresh in my mind. Mike, Mike Flynn's Newport County yeah. had a lot of similarities, I believe, with Steve Evans' Stevenage that yeah. we saw at the counter Ground a couple of weeks ago. And I've got to tell you, I stood in the County ground that night and I said, you know what? Love or hate Steve Evans. And trust me, I really don't like the guy. But you could not fail to look at what he's built there and appreciate what he's built. Fundamentally, yeah. it's a team that wins football matches. And and at the end of the day, yeah, of course, everybody wants like nice, neat, sexy football. But you know what? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. What Stephen has brought to the brought to the party. And
1: let's be honest, results this season have have really not been the best. Um, I'm I'm all for uh, a change in sort of in in play. Um, not, not majorly, obviously, obviously, as a football fan, you don't want to see hoofball every game. But this is League Two. If, if we're going to win games, we'll go up the league. Simple as that. You, you need to win to be promoted. And, you know, if it, if it means we're not playing around the back every single game, then so
0: be it. Mm. I mean, and also, I mean, obviously, there's a lot been said about, whilst we're talking about Flynn's admirable record at Newport, there's a lot been said about his, you know, less than stellar performance at, at Walsall, but Walsall are a, a club that are, have got their own troubles, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you look at their their attendances this year, um, have not been particularly impressive. They feel like a club that have really kind of like lost their way. Yeah, it, in many in many respects, it kind of feels a little bit like, I guess some might even say, a little bit like what maybe Jody Morris felt he was he had to work with this season.
1: Yeah, and let, let's be honest, Walsall they probably don't have the biggest budget in the world. The same with Newport. And um, as we've been told, we've got a a competitive budget for this league. I think we've got a good core of players in the squad at the minute. I mean, if if you can keep Charlie Austin, um, that's that's a big, a a massive player in in the squad. You've got the likes of Clayton at the back. Brewitt if you can keep him. Blake Tracy all, all these players you, you've got a good sort of um, five or six players that, that, that you can build a team around and th- th- there's players that Flynn can bring in that, that he's worked with um, that, that can add to this squad add to the strength I mean if it was me if we're keeping Charlie Austin you build that side around Charlie Austin um, and look he's been in the game a long time I've he knows what he's doing. He he probably already has um, an image of what players he wants to bring in, um, and he's he's got the time. He's got he's got the whole of, of the summer to bring
0: in players, um, let players go, and and work on what he needs to work on. What, what impressed you, Alice? Um, I appreciate you said he pretty much sold you in the buy a season ticket. What? Um, what was it you heard from from Flynn that, that impressed you, or or, or pricked your ears up?
2: I just thought he was very charismatic. I thought I think taking the time to come up and speak to us, to know to know to, to have only been in one game, to know the podcast, things like that, really, really, like really makes me want to know someone better. And I think him just talking about the reason's why he played certain like certain ways in the way that he wants the players to be a team but not just on the pitch but in the community as well and i think to engage more talent supporters and fans the only way we're going to do that is to get these like to get the get the boys and the and the women as well into the community and doing things and i think that's going to help long term looking at guys that want to play football and that want to play for town because I think that's how we're going to get this club back is having players that are playing for the club not just themselves and want to be and build a team and be here for a long period of
0: time yeah I mean I guess that's the point about Mike Flynn Ellis isn't it he didn't have to come up here tonight to speak to us just like he didn't have to go out on the pitch on Saturday just like he didn't have to stop outside the Arkles and sign every single autograph and speak to every single supporter that asked him for a few moments of his time yeah that is a very, very, very contrasting picture to what we had with the previous manager, who appreciate Jody Morris would have been brought up, at, you know, Cobham, Chelsea, Premier League football, Leeds. He's played for some big clubs. Yeah. I guess with that comes a certain level of self-protection and maybe a bit too close yeah. because of, of you know the, the environments that maybe he's used to. I think the thing that I really appreciate, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, I've made the point that I think the manager of Swindon Town has to appreciate he's not just the manager of Swindon Town, he's like the captain of the whole town. He becomes almost like a community leader, whether he likes it or not. And I think our community, our town, is going to respond far better to a manager with Mike Flynn's levels of self-awareness than they are to somebody that's a little bit more reserving in Joni Morris.
1: Yeah, I I, I see a lot of similarities to Richie Wellens. yeah, our past three managers haven't been great in terms of communication with the fans um you know Ben Garner didn't have a great relationship with the fans Scott Lindsay did at first but when results started dropping so did he uh and Jody Morris was you know it, the stuff he was saying in in press conferences was, was was real questionable and that it reflects onto the players and if you've got If you've got a manager that that cares about the community, that cares about the team, um, you you
0: certainly, it it will reflect on the players. So, can't help but notice, you've always got to appreciate when your Swindon Town manager turns up in a duffel with a furry hood as well. Duffel with a furry hood, ladies and gentlemen. We are returning to Richie Welland's levels of sartorial excellence, (laughs) let me tell you. Never particularly impressed with the faces that have followed on from Richie Wellens. When it came to, uh, I mean, Wellens had a a, a great line in study jean and and designer shoe. And uh, no, I'm sorry, but anyone that just comes walking into the commentary box, rocking that level of uh, of furry duffel coat is a winner in my book. He had me at hello. No, but I mean, like, seriously, parking it all on Saturday. I was surprised, to be totally frank, ten and a half thousand supporters. Um... There've been changes, haven't there? Sandro has yeah. now left the club. Um, as Town kick off for the, uh, as, as Westbury kicks off for the second half. But just to, just to wrap up that commentary, Sandro D'Michaeli has uh, has disappeared. Obviously, changes in the managerial uh, office as well. It seemed like on Saturday that the touch paper was still alight. Ellis, would you say that's fair? The touch paper that that, that Clem clearly lit when he turned up. Yeah. Um,
1: look, there, there was there were signings in the summer that. Oh, and...
0: Offside, offside. Hence hence the lack of commentary, ladies and gentlemen, on that build-up. Because Westbury, again, which would have been probably the third time and and leading to a third goal so far, just a hopeful ball that looked like it's drifting well over the crossbar, has held up in the breeze. Jack Coughlin's been able to backpedal, palm it out of goal, uh, palm it away from goal, rather. And... um, as Harvey Flippence has nudged the ball, nodded the ball from, from the rebound back over the line, the, um, the linesman's flag's got up and rescued Swindon Town from a 3-0 deficit. So, but Westbury break again over the halfway line um, with number eight, Gerald Stradling. Plays it to number 14, that, that man um, Higdon on the right-hand side plays it to uh, number two, Stephen Holbert in right-back position. Holbert inside to Shanley. Shanley knocks it um, to Ryan Bowl. Bowl back out wide on the right-hand side. Westbury, nice patient build and a lovely layoff by Higdon. Ball across the edge of the six-yard box. And Sunny Hart is able to um, punt the clearance into the Don Rochester stand. But very bright start, Alice, from Westbury this half.
2: Very bright.
0: Uh, the, the cliche coming out with your towels up from the dressing room, <laughs> I think is probably the fairest thing to say. So throw in from Westbury um, in town's right back, uh, left back position. Again, battling. That bit of physicality fizz across this six-yard box. And it's a penalty. Very, very lazy, lunging challenge. And I believe it's that man, Finn Toomes. The left centre-back has lunged in and sent the Westbury number seven, Ashton Shanley, sprawling Jack Copland straight out to the penalty spot. I'm not going to suggest any kind of dark arts here, but the referee was straight over, standing on top of the penalty spot, ushering Copland back to his goal. So, penalty for Westbury to be taken by Stephen Holbert. Westbury's number two in front of the Stratton Bank. There's a few Westbury youth players in their tracksuits, bumping around behind the goal in preparation to celebrate. Holbert steps up and sends Jack Copland the wrong way. And celebrates in front of the delirious Westbury U team. All the Westbury boys rush over to celebrate. And I'm not going to be as presumptuous to say, with 48 minutes on the clock, Alice, Swindon Town nil, Westbury three. That surely got the mean, the end of the Wiltshire Premier League. And uh, Wiltshire Premier Shield hopes for Swindon Town tonight. But a 3 nil down. It's not looking good for this youth from Swindon side, is it tonight?
2: It's not looking good with the scoreline, but again, it's a game like like we played as the women's side. their scores not reflecting what we're seeing on the pitch. Okay, the last five minutes, Westbury have come out. They've been the better side, but before that, Swindon have had a lot of possession. They played quite well. It's just, up, it's just we're lacking something up top. Just a little bit of presence to score a goal. And,
0: and again, like the. the <laughs> The, the, i do not want to call it fortunate because they're being really wily around the box, aren't they, Westbury? Yeah. They're just showing that little bit of a little bit more know-how, drawing challenges. You know, little, little, just getting that little extra touch, which is forcing that bit of space, which is allowing for a shot. It really has been the story of Westbury's night. Possession, all town, cutting edge, all Westbury. That as Swindon Town work the ball down the right-hand side with Towns number 11, McGregor yes. spins the ball to the edge, he ain't yard but spin it dips, pops up uncomfortably for Finn Hamilton, who can't get a shot away. Hubbard on the left-hand side for Town. Works the ball inside to George Calmeadow. Twists, turns, tries to get a sight of goal. Can't quite get it. Forces the ball wide to the left-hand side to Harvey Fox, who's forced back out wide to Town's number eight, Ali Stewart. Stewart plays a high, hopeful ball to the edgy 18-yard box, which again, Westbury, with their extra height and physicality, are able to muscle Swindon Town off the ball and get it cleared well into the Swindon Town half. Town back in possession, trying to work the ball forward. Can't quite make it count. A couple of ugly challenges. The ref seem to let the first one go by Hamilton on uh, Charlie Walton. But the second one, a robust challenge on Aaron Cockerell, Has been pulled back by the referee for a free kick, which will be taken by the Westbury goalkeeper, Jonathan Hill. So it's, it's an interesting one now, really. Whether the town coaching staff just decide to to twist or stick in terms of they've got options on the bench, you know they've got attack-minded players like to Tom Win Davis. Potentially could be introducing him, switch to a three at the back. Yeah. But again, with the with the the attacking threat that Westbury have shown tonight, it'd be a, it'd be a brave man, brave man. But a three-nil down, what have you got to lose? Yeah, I I think we're we're certainly seeing
1: the experience of, of Westbury coming into play. Um, in, in terms of in terms of Swindon, you'd like to think their their fitness may come into play towards the uh, latter stages of the game, um, and, and like you said, changes could be could be
0: key to that. I mean, you know, again, Alex, like here you are, six minutes into the second half, you've conceded soon after the you know the time whistle. Um, to what extent does it change the, the you know the? You know, the, the manager's plans, the sort of, you know, the message that's been given in the changing room, because now it's, it's, it's pretty much, you know, deliver the brown stuff or get off the potty, isn't it? Let's be honest.
2: It definitely is. I think, to be fair, if I was the manager, I would try and change it up a little bit. What have you got to lose now? Do you know what I mean? Ooh.
0: Yeah, and it's looking like two subs are being yeah. ready down there in front of us. Um, I can see George Alston, it looks like he's, he's stripped off and he's certainly ready to go. There's a second sub down there at the moment. He's got his bib on. I don't quite recognise his features given the uh, youthful nature of the sub. But uh, Town definitely looking to make two substitutes, uh, substitutions early uh, in the second half. As Again, Town have got possession deep inside the Westbury half, but are content to work the ball all the way back to Jack Copland. Pattern play not too dissimilar to the first team. Um, for those of you that have been regular attendees at the county ground this season, lots of comfortable possession around the back. Westbury, very, very happy to let Swindon Town have possession on the 18 edge of their own 18-yard box. And obviously, as the game progresses, Westbury are going to be increasingly happy to let Swindon Town have all that possession and just keep the ball back there because they're just not hurting them, Alice, are they so deep in our own half?
2: No, definitely not. They- They've stuck to their game plan. They're allowing us to have a lot of the ball. We're creating a lot of chances, but they're just swapping it up and then getting it getting it into the box where they're looking dangerous.
0: So long ball down the line by uh, Ryan Bowl, The uh, Westbury fullback has uh, drifted out of play for a Swindon Town goal kick. 52 minutes gone. So the clock just approaches 53 minutes and Town play a short goal kick to Hart in the right centre-back position. Hart inside to Hamilton. Hamilton slips it back to Liam Hart. Back to Hart. Back to Copland now on the edge of his six yard box. He's been pressed by Harvey Flippant. Copland sprays the ball out wide um, to uh, Swindon Town's number three, Harvey Fox, who twists and turns and re- returns the ball back to Copland. Again, minimal press really from Westbury tonight as the balls play forward to Hart. Hart striding forward. Um, just crossing the halfway line. The balls played. Um, two Towns number in the right, right hand attacking uh, right wing back position. Gets the ball across the six yard box. Some neat one twos. And eventually a shot from Swindon Towns number three Harvey Fox, which goes high and clears the town end as a spare ball is returning to play. So the Towns two substitutes have been ready and they are coming on and can confirm it's number 15 George Alston and number 17 Danny Gonzalez. We're just trying to work out who's coming off now. Well, number nine, George Calmedo one of the more experienced players out there. He's not had a lot of joy tonight, though, has he, Ellis? He's going to be coming off.
1: Yeah. Um, you, you could argue whether that's due to a delivery to him. You can you can certainly see the experience in in Calmedo, um up the top. But again, if you're not getting the
0: delivery to your feet, then you're not going to score. And number 10, Flynn Hamilton. Certainly impressed in fits and starts in the first half. Um, a lot of hopes of, um, uh, high hopes for Finn Hamilton and his future um, as a potential Swindon Town first team player. Um, but he's only managed to clock up 54 minutes tonight and he's been replaced um, in centre uh, midfield. So, big substitution for uh, Westbury tonight. And it looks like that boy who's coming off, trying to work out who that is. That's not Higdon, is it? That is number three. So we talked about um, Ryan Bowl being a goal threat, popular figure amongst the Westbury fans. But Ryan Bowl has um, has come off as a high goal kick from Westbury. Goes long into the Town half. Again, some neat interchange and a rather ambitious strike from uh, Higdon. Uh, impressive veteran number 14 um, which was blocked by Swindon Town but they break forward again trying to knit their passes through the edge of the 18 yard box can't quite make it work and Town are able to block and play the ball into um, their uh, right back uh, Liam Hutt Hutt's a nice interchange with Sonny Hart Hart plays the ball down the line to number 7 Fletcher Hubbard Hubbard infield to Jackson Brown Jackson Brown uh, to uh, Toon, tune to down to the. Oh, it's a beautiful ball. At Swindon Town got an opportunity with number oh, 17,
2: oh, oh. and there's a oh. shot, and it
0: just glances wide of the right hand side as we glance at it. The goalkeeper's left hand post and spins out. But nice attacking move for Swindon. But again, lacking that um, lacking that potency that Westbury have displayed um, when they've been in. Um, similar attacking positions, Alice?
2: Yeah, definitely. That's, I think that sort of like change has given them a new lease of life. It's def, a lot a lot more attacking now, so fingers crossed they can get a goal. So I think once you get one, you can get another.
0: So long goal kick for Jonathan uh, Hill in the Westbury goal. Um, again, doesn't really trouble Swindon. They're able to hit it defensively clear and the ball is picked up by that busy number seven, Fletcher Hubbard, who's been impressive tonight um, when he's been able to get on the ball. But Loose ball infield uh, to uh, substitute Gonzalez. Didn't quite read it. And the ball finds its way back to um, Hutt in the right back position. Westbury noticeably pressing Swindon actually now a little higher up the pitch. Copland um, plays it um, forward infield. field. Tam have got it on the right hand side. Again, trying to angle a pass. Hubbard can't quite reach his intended target. At number 17, Gonzalez tries to do exactly the same thing, but cut out by... The Westbury centre-backs, who were able to build, now down the right-hand side, long raking pass, which is flicked on. Oh, the timely intervention by Finn Toombs in the left centre-back position um, as um, Flippens, the busy number nine for Westbury, was looking to get on the end of that. So, a little trip off the ball on town's number eight, the busy Ali Stewart. But the ball, the rest allowed the ball to roll out for a throw-in, and the throw goes towards Swindon Town, which will be taken by number two, Hutt, who throws infield to Jackson Brown. Some nice touches from Brown. Twists, turns, gives it short. Sure. possession of Gonzalez. Gonzalez looks like a busy, very skillful, attack-minded central midfielder. A little dink down the line to Hubbard. Hubbard looking to muscle. the Westbury number 10. Can't quite get there, but he's able to get up until his feet. Crosses dangerously to the edge of the six-yard box. And that's headed away by Westbury. Good, solid defensive header. Some lovely play from Hutt in the right-back position. Nice little triangle. 17 Gonzalez thinks the ball to the back post. was a free header, but they just can't quite get it on target. And that was the, the other substitute, George Alston. A weak header from the young man. I think he was uh, he had a little bit more time than he thought there, Alice.
2: Definitely. A little bit too much time to think. But it's great attacking play and it's getting the crowd going. So, fingers crossed for a goal.
0: Yeah, certainly much more attacking intent from Swindon Town. They've just got to hope that they don't leave any silly gaps. Which um, Westbury, who are still positioned quite high up the pitch, as Town give possession away. Uh, but Westbury aren't able to capitalise on that. And the ball ricochets out wide to a... Swindon Town player, and that's going to be Harvey Fox in the left back position. He's just looking to direct the left winger in front of him to take up a better crossing position. Little interchange, little one-two from Fox and Town coming inside. And it's number four, Jackson Brown, plays it inside to Hubbard. Nice little exchange of play. Gonzalez lays it off, Hubbard, all very intricate on the edge of the 18-yard box and a shot from Gonzalez, which is blocked by the robust Westbury defensive line. Again, Town able to take possession. And it's Jackson Brown brings it forward, lays it off to Harvey Fox, again in the left back position. Fox, in and RN is shaping to cross, but instead turns, plays it back to um, to uh, Brown in the central defensive midfield position, just inside the Westbury defensive half. As town come forward with number six, Finn Toombs, who lays it off. Again, lovely wing play from Gonzalez. Squares it to town's number 17. awesome but it's blocked again. Great defensive work. from Westbury, but they are giving it straight to Swindon Town and they break again. Town, about 30 yards from goal, just slightly on the angle in front of the Don Rogers stand. Again, left wing-back position, but a fine challenge by the Westbury right-back. But the ball ricochets again to Swindon Town. It breaks the hut in the right-back position. Spreads it wide to Hubbard, right wing. Hubbard tricks, turns, engineers to space. Plays a neat little ball inside, a lovely little one-two. Hubbard again, square ball, and it ricochets around. But again... Westbury are able to get a nice clearance on that. And whilst the ball broke to um, Hubbard in the right wing position, kind of a needless lunge is the best way to describe it. Manages to draw a foul. Uh, Cockerell in the left back position for Westbury managed to draw a foul from Hubbard. And Westbury can go again and shape up. And uh, we're going to take a little break in play at the moment as... um, Harvey flippants. The Westbury number nine has gone down for some treatment on what looks like a knock to the knee. As this youthful Swindon Town side regroup, um, with Liam McCartan and the coaching staff of um, the Swindon Town development side on the halfway line, just in front of the dugout, lots of encouragement being given from the Swindon Town bench. Certainly, the tails are up. What, as the what? as the Westbury players are clearly egging on the Westbury fans, urging them on to get behind them, get the chance going, which Westbury are, their Westbury fans are truly responding to. One thing I will say: um, the, the, the
1: transition in play when when Westbury lose the ball, um, they're piling players in, in, into their box. I think that's that, that's a huge. Um, factor as to why Swindon is struggling to get that goal. I mean, every time Swindon is, is, is searching for that shot, there's a minimum of, of <laughs> at least, you know, seven, eight players, Westbury players in that box.
0: Um, and we believe the, uh, so the goal scorer, <clears throat> number nine, for Harvey, Harvey Flippens, has come off with what looks like a, a, a tweak to his groin. And he's re- been replaced by Toby Cole. Um, recent signing for uh, Westbury, um, uh, experienced striker. Uh, he's done the rounds in and around the um, lower uh, West Country, um, lower non-league circuit. And he'll certainly, he's got enough about him that if he had to keep the, uh, the town back line busy, the uh, Westbury number 11. So, scoreline Swindon Town nil, Westbury 362, nearly 63 minutes on the clock and a throw into Westbury halfway inside the Swindon Town half. Westbury put the ball into play um, and promptly put the ball straight back out of play for a Swindon Town throw-in, which will be taken by number two, Liam Hutt. Hutt looking to progress the ball as quickly as he can. No options down the line. Goes very, very long, more hopeful than anything. And uh, the ball's returned by Westbury. And Jackson Brown challenging with number 11, Toby Cole put the ball out for a Westbury throw. So we're back where you were, throwing halfway inside Swindon Town half, just in front of us here in the uh, Arkles John Trollocs stand. Westbury looking to work across, but it's low, doesn't find its target, and Town are able to work it out wide down the right-hand side. Um, number four for Town, Jackson Brown looking to motor down the left-hand side, but can't quite get there. And the ball's been pumped back forward to the edge of the 18-yard box. And Sonny Hart's just gesturing to Finn Toom's that he didn't receive a call and is sent the ball in rather agricultural fashion. Um, out for a throw-in right in the corner of the um, Arkles and the Stratton Bank. Ball's been um, ball's back in play from Westbury. Again, Westbury looking to fashion a corner, but a miss kick in the left-wing position. Like Aaron Cockerell when the ball has gone out for a goal kick, which will be taken short by Jack Copland. Copland to um, Finn Toombs, who seems to be having a more settled second half. Um, a very uncomfortable first half he was given by the experienced Gary Higdon up front for Westbury. Town sprayed a ball wide right to Liam Hutt, who's been impressive. Both the fullbacks tonight have been impressive, to be fair. Both Hutt and Fox are getting joy down the right-hand side. Nice little interchange of play from Swindon Town on the edge of the 18-yard box, but they can't quite fashion a shot. And a free kick. Great feet there. Huh? Great, yeah, superb feet. Again, I believe that's uh, Substitute's... That's number 11 for Swindon Town, isn't it? John yeah. McGregor, some lovely footwork on the D. So just outside, about um, 20 yards outside, the um, central position at the town end. And... Uh, town have got a um, shooting opportunity for sure standing over the ball you've got uh, number 4 Jackson Brown the captain for tonight and you've got number 7 Fletcher Hubbard and it looks like they're shaping up for a shot although the supporting cast centre halves et al are assembling on the far left hand side this is clearly a well rehearsed free kick Jackson Brown is standing over it if it's going to be a pile driver or a flicked effort from Hubbard it's going to be a flicked effort Hubbard curls it Half a yard over the top of the angle of crossbar and post. And Jonathan Hill heaves a sigh of relief. So 65 minutes on the clock, but still, um, Town aren't necessarily throwing everyone forward, Alice. At what point do you think they're going to just go for broke? It's a cup final. They're on their own turf. They're 3 0 down. Um, big crowd under the floodlights. Not- I, think,
2: I think the last 10 minutes they'll go all guns blazing but I think at the moment they're regimented into playing the right balls doing what they've been doing the whole season and trying to execute that plan and the way of play that they've been playing because it has been working for them it's just been unfortunately we haven't been able to get that many shots off but I say that now and
0: nice oh, footwork yeah. from Hubbard on the 88 18-yard box but again just no real conviction behind the shot and a um, looping curling effort is easy pickings for Jonathan Hill in the Westbury goal. But, yeah, we're certainly seeing Town, um, you know, gambling a little bit more in attacking positions and asking more questions. Um, but there, you do still have this feeling, as Westbury move forward, that they've still got just that little bit of something about them as they break down the left-hand side. And, and it is that lad, the substitute, Toby Cole, on the left-hand side, asking questions of Town's right-back, Liam Hart. And Cole plays it short to... Number 10, Charlie Walton, who is himself a big lump. And Walton wraps a foot through that and sends it high over the Swindon Town bar. Um, Swindon Town have got a spare ball down that end. It's immediately returned into play. The rain has started. And we have, yes, we do have rain here at the County Down. It is lashing down. So if this is the long overdue severe weather warning, which we certainly expect it to be, this is going to be interesting to see whether it affects play at all, whether it's... Um, affects the way or whether it actually saps the energy from these tiring Westbury legs as a header from Swindon Town from just the edge of the box and again it's uh, that number 11, the busy Joel McGregor who flashes a header from a hopeful Swindon Town cross from Hubbard which just glances wide of the goalkeeper's right hand post our left hand as we're looking at it again, Westbury supporters just looking to kind of G that green army up. See him over, uh, over the line. About 20, 21, 22 minutes plus stoppage time left on the clock. High ball from Westbury. Looking to challenge the Swindon Town. Back line of Tombs and Hart, but they're able to mop that up. And the ball's given to Jackson Brown, who strides forward with purpose. Brown plays a lovely ball down the left-hand side, which Joel McGregor will chase, but the ball is put out of play by Stephen Holbert for a Swindon Town throw in halfway into the Westbury defensive half Town build again down the left hand side again ball goes back to the left back but this time it's switched high to Liam Hutt in the right back position takes a big touch and carries it back inside his own half but the ball's played short to half before being um, slotted out to town's number 8 Ali Stewart, Town lose possession Westbury back in possession just inside their own half Walton plays a measured ball down the left-hand side. And they break with Stradling on the left-hand side. Stradling flicks, it, and flicks oh. it across. And there's a big opportunity for Westbury. And it's Gary Higdon. He manages to connect with a toe. It was like, went for the back heel, but managed to sort of spin round and connect again with a toe, sending it towards the goal. And it's literally a couple of centimetres wide. of Jack Copland's right hand upright. out for a goal kick the swindon town which again is immediately returned to play town wasting no time but loose pass in the town midfield but jackson uh ali stewart rather is able to get back and mop up town in possession down the left hand side attacking with menace town committing uh, town looking to commit defenders some lovely footwork from town substitute number 15 gonzalez Back inside to Towns, uh, numbers, uh, sorry, Alston back inside to Gonzalez. Again, they feed it out wide to the left-hand side. A high cross for Swindon Town, which is headed clear by Westbury. Again, in that left-back position. Fox looking to fashion across, can't quite make that work. Town, intricate play on the edge of the 18-yard box. Some lovely touches from number 15. He's able to, again, try and hustle and bustle his way through. But Westbury, comfortable on the ball. And again, using their experience. All the experience of number 8, Joe Strading, uh, Stradling, rather, who is able to force a foul from some rather over-eager lunging attack in play from Towns number 11, John McGregor. 70 minutes on the clock, and it is absolutely teeming down here at the county ground tonight. Makes for a pretty picture of the raindrops illuminated by these magical floodlights that we have here at on top of the towers at the county ground as the ball is worked back to Jonathan Hill in the Westbury goal and cleared with a plum deep into the Swimming Town half. Town back in possession with Hutt. Switches play to the left-hand side to Harvey Fox. Harvey Fox challenged by Stradling um, in the left-back position but able to retain possession. A little dink pass inside to number 17. Gonzalez. Gonzalez lays it back out. To number 11, McGregor. McGregor, nice little layoff. There's a cross from Fox. Too high, though, for any of the Swindon Town attackers. And a superior height of the uh, Westbury defensive line. They're able to head that clear. The ball is in the right wing position with right back um, Liam Hutt. And uh, Hutt inside to Hubbard. You can't quite make anything of it. And Westbury are content just to pump that forward. And Again, deep into the Swindon Town after it's picked up by town centre-back Finn Toombs. Toombs on the ball, plays it inside to uh, Jackson Brown. Central defensive midfield position, switches it to right centre-back, Sonny Hart. Hart inside to um, McGregor. Nice little layoff to Gonzalez, some lovely play, but appeals for a penalty. Just inside the 18-yard box, waved away by the referee, lovely cross in, and there's a header oh. which crashes off the crossbar. And the follow-up, oh. the volley, on the edge of the six-yard box is blocked by Westbury. Fantastic defensive play by Westbury to survive that. Fantastic rapier thrust of an attack from Swindon Town. Lovely high cross into the, ball, Alice, uh, into the box, Alice, wasn't it? And a lovely header. I believe the header was from number 11, Joel McGregor, which crashed off the, off the uh, town and crossbar. And the follow-up shot, I believe from Ali Stewart, was blocked last six-challenge by Westbury. Now, this is where Town's fitness is really starting to show, Alice, isn't it? It's like it's relentless attacking play that you're seeing from Town. It
2: is relentless. It's gonna make the defence you can see they are tired. When when you when you're constantly being attacked, it's not only mentally, draining, but physically as well. And I think this is where Town could get something here, is to just continue with the attack and hope that they make a mistake and counterattack on that.
0: So the corner came to nothing and the ball is out of play. Um Just inside the Swindon Town half, and it's a throw-in from Liam Liam Hutt. Liam Hutt, infield to Sonny Hart. Sonny Hart, very, very comfortable on the ball as he has been all night. Strides forward before checking his run. Um, Turning back outside and playing it to right-back Hutt. Hutt down the line to number 17, Danny Gonzalez. Very, very tricky, exciting-looking player on the ball. Certainly a big prospect, a name to remember. Danny Gonzalez, one for you for the future. But Gonzalez couldn't keep possession um, and um, momentarily lost possession, Westbury. But they've given it back to Swindon and have got it in the left wing position. And again, it's that boy Gonzalez looking to um, create some neat triangles with Jackson Brown and Finn Toombs. Lovely inch-perfect pass from Toombs, which opens up some space in the midfield. Again, lovely layoff from Hubbard. Hubbard can't quite get the, uh, complete the pass, however. And Westbury have been able to force a, um, no, they've not rather. Swindon have been able to force a throw in. Just halfway into the Westbury half. Thrown early. Again, chested off. Looking for the run of um, Hubbard, town's number seven down the right-hand side. But can't quite connect. But again, Westbury are content for the ball to be returned to the Swindon town half. Where centre-back Toombs plays the ball out wide left to fox now you're really starting to see swindon with their passing play and intricate passing asking questions of this westbury team's fitness and again town looking to put the ball into the box but it can't quite reach its intended target and westbury break again but again just an aimless long ball forward alice which suggests to me that westbury are really starting to tire with 75 minutes on the clock maybe that big county ground pitch out there is finally starting to take its toll as a Big opportunity down the right-hand side. And again, it's that boy, Gonzalez. Had more time than maybe he thought. Checks his run when he had a wonderful crossing opportunity. Again, surrenders that to Liam Hutt. But in doing so, he surrendered that 25 yards out. And now Higdon breaks. And now there's a break on for Westbury. Higdon links up with substitute Toby Cole. And some fine defensive covering work from Finn Toombs. that's seen the ball go out for a Westbury corner. But again... The town looking to commit bodies forward, they've left themselves wide open, a two-on-two situation at the back and I probably had my money on Westbury getting a fourth goal there but um, fine last-ditch tackle Alice from um, Toomes had a much better second half than he had a very uncomfortable first half, didn't he? Yeah,
2: he did but he's really come out this half and I've been really impressed with him. I think the character he's shown, for the first half maybe not his best but the second half he's definitely put on a different, a different display.
0: Well, Westbury in no hurry to take this um, free kick. Just looking at the body language amongst the Westbury players.
2: They know how to play they, it.
0: They certainly, yeah, they certainly look do like they're- are their laces
2: up in a minute.
0: Yeah, they're starting to run the clock down a high corner. That's putting, oh, that's- Oh, well, it looked to me, a free header at the back post. And it looked to me that that had gone in, um, but unfortunately it had gone, unfortunately for Westbury had gone into the side netting and Swindon Town survived a uh, another scare. Town got to be uh, careful here that they're not going to get caught on the break. But again, more attacking intent from town down the right-hand side. It's a lovely interchange between Hutt and Hubbard on the right-hand side. As Cockrell holds Hubbard up, Hubbard plays the ball down the line to Hutt, but a bit too much on that. And the ball goes out for a Westbury goal kick. With two substitutions for Westbury. Uh, coming on is number 12, Ben Griffiths. And number 20, Jack Biddescombe. And we we'll try and work out who's, uh, who's coming off for uh, for Westbury. Coming off for Westbury is going to be number seven, Ashton Ashton Shanley, who's been steady, if not particularly spectacular. So double change for uh... <laughs> so a double change for Westbury. Generous applause again from the uh, Westbury crowd, and rightly so. They're 3-0 up here at the county ground against this youthful Swindon Town lineup, um, As town ready a substitute themselves, and we're about to see my first glimpse, no doubt your first glimpse, Alice, and indeed yours, Alice,
3: yeah.
0: of uh, Finn Adams. Finn Adams is going to be coming on for the very, very impressive Harvey Fox. Fair to say Harvey Fox has been the pick of the town bunch tonight,
2: Alice. Yeah, I've been very impressed with him. He's been getting up and down that wing. He's been creating different opportunities, especially from the position that he's in. The chances that he's been creating, fantastic.
0: So Finn Adams has gone like for like. He's gone straight in at left back um, for what looks like will probably be the last uh, 12 minutes of normal time, probably about 15 minutes including stoppage time, with Town currently trailing three goals to nil. um, Pretty much three sucker punches from Westbury, um, showing their mouse in and around the uh, Town 18-yard box in a way that Town just haven't been able to do so tonight despite all of their attacking intent and endeavour and possession themselves around the Westbury box. But Westbury in possession now, halfway inside their own half and a high ball again from Westbury, which just rolls all the way forward to Jack Copland. And that's not going to bother Westbury while they're guarding a um, 3-0 upside as Swin and Town take possession midway in their own half. And Town's number two, Liam Hutt, again, plays it back to Jack Cotland. Um, again, it's that patient build-up play that uh, is synonymous with Swindon Town over the last few seasons at, at all levels. Um, as Town build inside with um, number eight, Ali Stewart. Again, he's been tidy if unspectacular tonight. Plenty of endeavour from Town's number eight. As the ball's work back to Hart. Hart across the field where um, Substitute Adams gets his first touch. Adams back to Copland. Copham high and diagonal to the right in front of the dugouts, but the ball overshoots and goes out for a Westbury throw just in front of the home dugout. For those of you familiar with the county ground, which will be taken by number four for Westbury, Aaron Cockerell. Cockerell down the line is flicked forward by Sonny Hart, who's been very, very impressive tonight. Big, solid performer, dare I say, an Alice Bowden like performance from uh, Big Sonny Hart back there, Alice. Has he impressed you tonight?
2: He has impressed me. He's been very calm, very composed. He's been getting the line up. He's been in charge He's been in charge, of, been in charge back there. And I think that's... He's been showing some leadership back there. And I think that's what's... Even though the school's 3-0, it could have been a lot more. And I think he's been one of them that's been help, really helping him there.
0: So Sonny Hart, um, son of um, Adam Hart, Town's um, Head of Strength and uh, Conditioning. And off the back of a very, very impressive loan spell. At Harrow Borough as Town take possession on the edge of the yard box. And a big strike from Hubbard. 20-odd um, 20, 20 yards from goal. Cannons into the midriff of a Westbury centre-back. And Westbury are able to just punt that clear, giving Town possession again inside their own half. That's not going to bother Westbury. But Town break forward. And they're really starting to find gaps now. But... Trin Adams down the left-hand side a little bit too eager and up goes the linesman's flag and offside. But I think it's really evident now with, I mean, sadly for town, only nine, ten minutes of normal time left on the clock, Alice. Westbury look pretty much shattered now, don't they? You can tell they're very, very tired, irrespective of their substitutions.
2: Yeah, they're very tired. They're all in their own half. But they're 3-0 free, free up. They're just going to park the bus now, I think, and they're just going to try and let Town wear themselves out, but they don't look tired yet, they look like they could go <laughs>
0: two more changes for Town coming up oh. I think it's pretty critical though for Swindon Town isn't it Ellis tonight, like they have got to score in the next couple of minutes if they're to get this Westbury defensive line's nerves jingling and jangling because they're getting possession, yeah. so Town breaking forward now with Joel McGregor and the referee plays an advantage and Hubbard down the right hand side has opened up a shooting opportunity, is he going to shoot, is he going to pass he kind of does neither and again, a little bit of the dark arts from the experienced Westbury centre back. Just a little little arm across the chest, and he's gone down like he's been shot. But the referee seemed fit to flash a yellow card, which <laughs> baffles me. There didn't seem to be that much um, contact um, from uh, Towns number no. seven, Danny Gonzalez. He's been very impressive. Uh, diminutive, tricky attacking midfielder. Not the biggest build, as you would expect for his age at this stage. But as Ellis is saying, Town Ready in their next substitution. I'm just trying to work out who that is. It looks to me that it's going to be Archie Milne coming on Town's number 14. And indeed, Town's number 16, Tom Win davis fresh from a very impressive goal-laden uh, loan spell, is going to be um, entering into, uh, into action tonight. But Town have got a throw-in in their own half, halfway up. Just slightly to our left here as we're looking down on the pitch. And uh, the ball's pumped forward by Towns number 2, Liam Hutt. Again, all very scruffy. All very unconventional. Westbury just flashing feet at it. Just contentious just to get the ball forward. And away from what is quite clearly a tiring defensive and midfield line. And the ball's gone all the way back to Jonathan Hill in the Westbury goal. And a misplaced goal kick that Hubbard can't quite control. Which is a shame because Hutt was breaking down his right-hand side in acres of space. Again, busy Gonzalez battling for the ball in central midfield. Can't quite get there. Nice little triangles now from Westbury. It's, uh, Westbury battling away, but Town take control. And then Westbury take control. It's all scrappy. It's all very busy. Low on quality the last couple of minutes. And the ball has bubbled out for a town throwing. All a little bit desperate from Swindon, Alice, now, isn't it? You can see that the endeavours there, they're desperate for that breakthrough. But, while they're showing the endeavour, it seems to be, unfortunately, seems to be coming at the cost of a little bit of composure on the ball.
2: It does. They're rushing a little bit, but where Westbury are just sitting, they're not really getting up much. It's just going to them straight away. So it's just a little bit of ping pong. So it's just, it's just crawling back. It's getting back to basics. It's passing it round again, getting round where they're just sort of statued in, <laughs> statued in the pitch and like working it round.
0: So, Tom Wynn davis who's got a um, first-team appearance already under his belt um, from the Johnston's Pate Trophy this season, is coming in. And he's on the what looks like they've gone three up top now for Swindon. He's in a very advanced position. <laughs> so, clearly, the instruction from the coaching staff now is to throw caution at the wind. As my uh, co-commentators said, they probably would for the last 10 minutes. It, it has been incessant. As I said, in, in terms of um, they've upped the pace but it's come at the cost of just that little bit of composure as Westbury are just keeping their shape and they're just content every time they get the ball out, just to protect that three goal lead by just pumping it forward and letting town sort of deal with it and try and build play in that typical town fashion, playing the ball across the back, trying to stretch play, trying to open opportunities, sticking to that formula. Town haven't reverted yet to desperate balls forward, but at some point, you kind of think that they're going to have to do that if they're going to try and get a goal back in what is probably the last eight, nine minutes of time, including the expected obligatory three, four minutes of stoppage time. Because there have been a couple of stoppages for injuries whilst we've been nattering away. So Town in possession on the edge of the, uh, their own 18-yard box. Play it forward, Hart. Um, angled pass out wide to Tom Wynn-Davis but a little bit too much purchase on that. And the ball's gone out midway into the Westbury defensive half for a Westbury throw. Westbury taking their time as they go long with that throw back into the Swindon half. Archie Milne with a towering defensive header, stocky little midfielder, as Win Davis picks it up down the right-hand side. Win Davis with a couple of little tricks, a little bit of endeavour, but can't quite. And there's a big ball over the top, and Westbury got a one-on-one, but it skids off of the uh, rain sodden. County ground turf and bounces through to Copland. Copland bowls it out immediately. Can't take, haven't got time to take a breath. Swindon Town looking to work it down the left-hand side of Gonzalez. Gonzalez back to the substitute. Finn Adams in the left-back position. Jackson Brown spreads it. Beautiful pass wide to the right-hand side. To Archie Milne down the right-hand side. Checks inside. Lays it off to Jackson Brown. Towns busy, impressive number four. Brown. Plays it wide to the left-hand side. Town have got a crossing opportunity on the left-hand side, but they check back to the substitute, Adams. Again, Adams lays it off. Town have got a crossing opportunity, but they work it infield again. He's begging for the ball to be played infield. There's a long, breaking shot from substitute number 15, George Austin, which just loops into the town end to ironic jeers of "Are you Oxford in disguise. Well, I don't mind telling you, with a shot like that, they probably could be. 87 minutes on the clock. Swindon Town nil. Westbury 3 here at the county ground in the final of the Wiltshire Premier Shield. The first office Wiltshire Premier Shield to give it its full name and keep the sponsors happy under what is now a absolutely rain-soaked pitch at the county ground. Long ball forward from Westbury. Defensive header from Swindon Town, and the follow through on number eight, Ali Stewart has given Swindon Town a free kick. 15 yards or so inside the Swindon Town half. It's worked back to Sonny Hart in a defensive position. Sonny Hart looks to looks to an angle a pass across. He does so to town left back, substitute Finn Adams. Finn Adams down the left-hand side. Twisting, turning, lays it off, but overplays his pass again. George Alston on the left hand side just didn't quite read that, and the ball trickles out for a Westbury throw in. So I think it's very, I mean, it's highly totally un- unlikely now, guys, isn't it? With two minutes of normal time plus stoppage time, that Town have got to hope to sort of turn this round. But Mike Flynn still watching on down there. Alice, what, what do you think he's learned tonight? What, what do you think he takes away from this as a positive? What does Swindon Town as a club take away from tonight as a positive?
2: I think the boys have been a credit to themselves. They might be 3-0 down, but you, you wouldn't look it by them. They're, they're still they're still attacking. They're still working together. They haven't put their heads down, and they're still trying to go for that plan. And I think they've been a real credit to each it not, not just to Swindon Town, but to each other. I think they've worked as a team, and I think that's what he can take away from this, is no matter what the score, what the game is, we're going to st- stick together and work as a team.
0: Because there's always that cliche, Alex, isn't there, that... When it comes to development games, the coaches are looking for patterns of play and the way that they've approached the game and, and, and the things that they're looking for these players to do as part of their development journey. Now, clearly, this is a cup final when they want to win a cup final. But at the same time, you kind of feel like they've done everything that maybe the coaches are looking for them to, to do as a, as a development opportunity, if you get my meaning. It's been, it's been, I guess what I'm trying to say is from possession and passing point of view, we've seen really impressive patterns of play that have been caught with three sucker punches by a very wily experienced non-league outfit. Yeah,
2: definitely. We've had the most possession. We've created the most interest in football to watch. But Westbury, as a team, they're obviously very well experienced and they've just sort of had that edge up front. But you're looking at them first half, they've got five or six people in the box, whereas we're getting in the box, we've got one or two. Having more people in the box is obviously going to create opportunities. But... Even the second half, we're three 0 down. We're still trying to, we're still trying to play our way. We're still trying to get a goal, and I think that's a credit to them. I think they, I think they've really done themselves proud today. Whereas
0: well, the last five, six seconds The normal time ebbs away, the ball goes up, and we've got three minutes of stoppage time. So come on, Town, give us a goal a minute. <laughs> um, but again, hence I was saying about the cliche, town's still looking to do the right things. They're not just looking to desperately pump it forward and get a goal. They're building patiently through the thirds. A lovely one-on-one opportunity now for Tom Wynn Davis. But Jonathan Hill slides out and claims the ball on the edge of his 18-yard box. And does this the obligatory Just stays nice and, nice and low. Waste an extra Walton. few minutes. And as you've probably heard from the tunnel in my co-commentator, Ellis, Charlie Walton, Westbury's, um, I believe, got score of their third goal has um, got man of the match tonight. It's been, it's been, it has been an impressive display of counter-attacking, experienced football tonight. But certainly the young guns of Swindon Town tonight haven't disgraced themselves. As we keep saying, they stuck to their principles. They played decent football. And I think they're attacking play, Alice. going to please the coaching staff even if some of their defensive play has been a bit questionable
2: yeah i think i think all around it's going to impress the coaching staff you've got to think for westbury this is everything for them and obviously it's everything to the to the town boys but they're young they've still got they've got seasons and seasons left you know what i mean they're here for their they're here for their development and i think they've played really well they've just been unfortunate that they haven't managed to get a goal because some of their attacking play has been fantastic
0: so, lovely patient play and build-up here from Archie Milne. He's been impressive since he's come on on the right-hand side for Swindon. Stocky, robust, having his shorts literally pulled down by the Westbury uh, central defender. town. Squeeze across it. again, two, three yards out. Lands in a central position, but just that little bit of know-how from Westbury centre-backs. And Westbury are now able to counter again. Is that guy Higden is uh, leading the attack and a low fizzing shot. From Westbury's goal-hungry, number 11, Toby Cole showed plenty of, uh, of appetite for a strike since he's come on, which just fizzes wide of Jack Copland's right-hand stick. Again, Swindon, again, sticking to their principles, building slowly down the right-hand side, not just looking to pump it into the box. They haven't got the height to do that for a start against these really stocky, commanding Westbury centre-backs. The ball's worked out wide to, um, again, impressive Archie Milne on the right-hand side. But Milne loses possession to Westbury's number 10. Man of the match, Charlie Walton, who plays an arkin long diagonal pass to um, substitute Westbury's number 11. He fizzes the ball across the 18-yard box. The ball looks to drop to a Westbury attacker. but town are able to clear with Jackson Brown. And there goes the final whistle here at the county grounds. And the Westbury supporters rapturously greet the final whistle to signal Town nil, Westbury three. And the silverware spoils of the Wiltshire Premier Shield will be heading back to Meadow Lane. And it's no more really than Westbury deserve in terms of the uh, the sort of streetwise know-how, Alice, I think we've seen from them tonight. I think whilst Town have had a wooden possession, every time Westbury had the ball in and around the Town's 18-yard box, you could see there were jitters yes. right across the pitch. So, fair, clearly 3-0, fair result. It doesn't tell the whole story. Worthy winners, though, I think it's fair to say.
2: Very worthy winners. Fair play to them. They, they had a game plan. They stuck to it. They played well. Swindon didn't deserve, the, they didn't deserve the 3-0 tag. But do you know what? Fair cre- credit to them. They really made themselves proud today. They should be disheartened from
0: that. Well, it's been a fun night at the County ground tonight. For those of you who listened in, um, myself, Hannahs, and Ellis joined by the exquisite company of Swindon Town women's captain, Alice Bowman. Alice, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy personal schedule and bearing in mind your season's uh, been finished for a couple of weeks now. Thank you for taking time out to join us tonight. I hope you've enjoyed yourself.
2: I've had a great time. Thanks for having me. Well,
0: it won't be the last time, hopefully (laughs) Alice, that you join us up in the commentary box and hopefully it won't be the last time that uh, the powers that be uh, have us up in the commentary box tonight. Well, it's been a real pleasure to bring you um, Mike Flynn's second interview. Um, uh, to um, uh, in his um, new position as the manager of Swindon Town tonight, and it was great to bring that to you at half-time, as well as full 90-odd minute commentary of uh, Swindon Town, near Westbury Free, the final of the Wiltshire Premier Shield. There won't be too many people with um, hearts breaking off the back of this result tonight, and I think it's always nice to see a group of Non-league lads, as much as I love my football club and as much as I don't like to see any Swindon Town team lose, spirit of football and all that, you can see on the faces of those Westbury lads, this win tonight means the world to them. And there's some wonderful stories out there tonight. And I think there's some guys that have got some football memories that are going to be uh, cherished for a a lifetime. A few stories tell the grandkids. But obviously on the other side of it, all those lads in red—they've got very, very long football careers ahead of them, pretty much across the board. Very, very young the Town team tonight. Very worthy um, exercise for them, guys. which, Wouldn't you say? In front of a busy crowd of roughly a thousand, we would say at the County Ground tonight. Brilliant yeah. turnout for a week—a week night under the uh, under the floodlights. But I'll give them the final words to my co-commentator Ellis tonight. Ellis, you had fun. Oh, of course, I always do, Ellis. It was a
1: good game. Um, Swindon challenge that you know the, the, the whole game. It was always going to be an ask for them to go up against an experienced, much much bigger Westbury side. Um, but I, I think they've done themselves proud. And, and look, it's experience at the end of the day. They can say they played at the County Ground in a cup final.
0: Yeah, indeed. So tonight's final score: Swindon Town nil, Westbury three. We are Mr. Tom Broadbent Lounge. It's been my pleasure, the pleasure of Alice Bowden, Swindon Town Women's Captain, and Ellis Holloway to bring you that coverage tonight. Please join us again on Sunday when a Paul Caddis select Swindon Town 11 and bloody hell it's impressive <laughs> is going to be taking on an all-star Swindon Town 11 out on that pitch again. Full match commentary by myself and the wonderful Vic Morgan returning to the Swindon Town Airwaves. The voice of Swindon Town from my childhood is going to be a dream come true for me to share the commentary duties with him for what will be my final outing as your host of the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge after what has been a very long and eventful season here at the County Ground. But as I say, final score tonight, Swindon Town Hill, Westbury 3 We'll catch up with you very soon. Buy your tickets for Sunday. Please don't waste your time just listening to me waffle. Come and enjoy the match at the County Ground. We can promise you Charlie Austin. We can promise you Simon Ferry. We can promise you Paul Caddis. We can promise you Joe DeVera. We can promise you Callum Kennedy. We can promise you Luke Rooney. I can keep going and going. We can promise you Paul Bowden. Who else can we promise you? Dave Lucas, Phil Smith. All the boys are back in town. So get on the Town website now. Go to the ticketing section. Spend a tenner. A tenner for an adult ticket. A fiver for concessions. Or a pound for um, the under 16s, I believe, children's tickets. I think it's a pound. Peanuts, (laughs) buy yourselves your tickets. I love, I hope, I love to see your faces in the ground again on Friday, on Sunday, for what will be um, another positive experience for us all at the county grounds. But signing off tonight, Town Hill, Westbury three. Come on you reds, good night.